From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour. Welcome to Labor Day weekend. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Well, I read the transcript. Ugh, what a um, what a horrifically negative, divisive speech. So here are the new ground rules in America for the socialist Democrats. If you don't agree with them, then they have declared that you are a threat to democracy. This is just absolutely not only unacceptable, but thank God this election is right around the corner. These people just have to be put in check. Uh, They don't want free speech. They don't want anything. Let me give you an example. I saw this five minutes before airtime. Dan Dan the Spackle Man wrote a post that Facebook won't allow him to post about the Biden speech last night. He had a different description for Biden uh, that I happen to agree with. P.O.S., so, so here's the story. I guarantee you if you put this was a great speech. Oh, my gosh, this is wonderful, wonderful, unifying speech. That that blood red backdrop. Dark Brandon speaking last night. But we're living in a country now where even on supposed. Freedom of expression, social media platforms I mean, I know Dan, Dan the Spackle Man. He's very objective. If a Republican is a POS, he's going to call that that out and vice versa. He's uh, completely nonpartisan. But you can't. The, the Democrat media and every inch of their ilk, they protect Biden no matter what. They lie for him. When you see something, they'll say you didn't see what you saw. I mean, I'm telling you, there have been so many things just in the past week where he just starts to babble. And you have no idea what he's talking about. He's babbling now gibberish. Before it was just it was actual words. It didn't make sense. But now there's actual gibberish that he talks. And they act like everything is just amazing. Incidentally, I heard during the news break, and I really like the term and the description, and I'm I'm going to uh, put it in my own repertoire. Uh, I forget his first name, but Trusty, the FBI retired guy who said that the FBI, the DOJ, they're trying to make an overdue library book a criminal offense. Spot on. Spot on in every way. So we do not have a commander in chief. We have a divider in chief. It's exactly the opposite of what he said on that squinty day 
poorly reading the teleprompter. And it was just windy enough that his Jason Voorhees hair was just like, like rising up in the air. Jason was looking for his mommy in the sweater. Squinting, reading badly on January 20th, a little bit after 12 noon in 2021, when Joe Biden said that he was going to bring the whole country together. Now he trashes half the country. And it, it's so it's so incredible to listen to these people. This Corrine Jean-Pierre, Peter Ducey got her again. The deuce, I'm telling you, is on the loose. She she put the rules out there and Biden said it too last night. If you don't agree with him, you are a threat to democracy. But, of course, he came in saying how if you didn't vote for him, if you disagree with him, uh, he's going to be everyone's president. And that's America disagreeing. Understand something. I guess by Biden's definition and Corrine Jean-Pierre's definition, she says if you're not in there and they create the majority, they they don't have a majority. This is a president that just got a 40 percent job approval rating in a poll that was released yesterday. This is with a week of great news reporting cycles where they make his bad news look like it's good, good news and good performance. But she said that if you don't agree with them, you are out of the mainstream of America. Now, of course, that would make all the founders of our country radical and dangerous and out of the mainstream because it was a minority of the people that created the United States of America. There was not a majority of Americans where they weren't Americans then, but there, there were not a majority of the people that wanted to get out from under the thumb of King George And it was a minority that got it done. So by Biden, Corrine Jean-Pierre definition, I guess that would make them MAGA forces that would make them semi-fascist. They don't learn. Hillary called half of America a basket full of deplorables. How'd that turn out for her? Not so good. Then. Understand, I give them at least this. They're trying. They've got nothing. Think about this. Going on two years of controlling both houses of Congress and the White House, and they cannot run on any accomplishment whatsoever. So the entire campaign, and get ready for it, it's going to be scorched earth. It's going to be all Trump and anybody associated with Trump, and they think that this is a winning solution. When we come back, I'm I'm going to explain something to you. No spin, just facts, because there are a handful of liars in the Democrat media that are trying to say, and now look, oh, my God, the, the Democrats won a seat in New York, and now they've won a seat in Alaska. I'm going to explain to you 
what happened in Alaska because they don't want you to know it. They want you to know the result, but they don't want you to know exactly why and what happened. But that's why we're here. We're going to tell you just the facts. Joe Friday coming up next on Friday, early in the morning. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go away. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Healthy Life. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. Thank you very much. And speaking of contests, this is your last opportunity for me to share with you that there is a great opportunity if you go to the uh, app. You have to do it from the app. And you'll see the top buttons, and it's the one to the right, dead center, to the right, and it will say Resorts Contest. We are partnering with Resorts Casino Hotel. It's sponsored by Atlantic City, NJ.com, and where you can play big and win. Go to the app, hit the button. And it's very easy to navigate exactly what you need to do to enter your entry. Uh, and the winner is going to get an overnight stay at Resorts Casino Hotel and dinner for two in Capriccio. And in the near future, the only other place that I know that you'll be able to, to win something like that is in the silent auction on October 7th at the annual Hurley Charity Dinner at Resorts Casino Hotel with guest of honor, keynote speaker, Congressman Jeff Andrew, and a couple of hundred-plus other nice people that will be there. All right, I promised you an update. So here's what happened in Alaska, and I warned you, I, I'm, not, I'm serious, I'm not surprised one bit in what happened, and I felt that it would happen. Always remember, and this goes all the way back to very, very early in my broadcasting career. I think we were in about year four, something like that. I think I can put it together. Hold on one second. Well, it'd be easy to put together. I just would have to look up when Ali North ran for the United States Senate in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And he should have been the senator. He had it. But they put a second Republican in there. See, dirty politicians on both sides, they've been doing this kind of crap forever. Don't forget, Jefferson and Adams wrote terrible books about each other. The unspeakable character of John Adams. And they would flood the area with these things. Full manifestos. So there's nothing new about dirty politics. But I've always known, and I'll never forget it, because when I interviewed him, and it was so close, Ali lost by like 1.5% or something like that. But they put in Marshall Coleman, who got something like 13% of the vote or something, a second Republican on purpose, because they did not want Ali North. These were dirty Republicans. They didn't want him 
not the voters, the inside scumbags. They didn't want him to be the senator, so they allowed Chuck Robb to get a whole nother six years. And I always said, two of the same can't beat one of the same. So I knew when you had one Democrat running against two Republicans, if you don't know how Alaska works, you should not even consider that as a factor in your psychology right now about how good things are looking for November 8th. Oh, but wait a minute. No, you know, this New York thing happened. Yeah, New York. And now in Alaska. Yeah, in Alaska. There's a guy by the name of Nick Begich. The Begich family, and he's the grandson of the late Congressman Nick Begich. And I remember Nick Begich went down in a plane crash. I don't know that they ever found him. But he was declared dead about a year or so later. And that's when Congressman Young took the seat. Then candidate Young. And he held it for a long time. Begich was the last Democrat to hold the seat. This was his grandson running. So you had Sarah Palin. And then you had Nick Begich dividing up the vote. 60 percent of Alaskans. Now, in Alaska, and it's it's very, very important seat because you're the only congressperson. One. It's like a third senator. And Montana has that. And Wyoming has that as well, where they only have one. So 60 percent of the votes cast in Alaska were for Republicans. But they've got this goofy ass ranked choice voting system which even smart people can't even describe what the hell it is it's so bad and i'm telling you there was a a member of congress i forget who it was who said this is what democrats do democrats spend their time coming up with ways to cheat trump had a great comment about this as well but this is another example when they found a way to get the minority in and not the majority in. Anywhere this ranked voting exists, it's a disgrace. So 60% of Alaskans voted for a Republican. But unfortunately, you had Sarah Palin... And Nick Begich, kind of interesting, he's the grandson of the last Democrat to hold the seat, but he's a Republican. So don't make too much of it at all. Just just trust me. I never steer you wrong. I knew this was going to happen because there was no way it wasn't going to happen. Remember the Ali North Doctrine, two of the same can't beat one of the same and that's how they did it the person that got 40 percent of the vote wins the two people that got 60 percent between them both lose that's where you have to be smart now i will tell you they had a top four thing a democrat dropped out 
and endorsed Mary Peltola. That's how she did it. If the other person would have stayed in, Sarah Palin would have won. That was good politics. But the two Republicans, Palin wasn't going to drop out. She wanted the seat. Begich wasn't going to drop out. And so that's what you get. Just understand that we've been keeping you posted. Herschel Walker, this is the fourth straight poll that I've seen. Herschel Walker leading Raphael Warnock, the incumbent. Mehmet Oz is closing in on Fetterman. After the bottom of the hour break, I'm not going to spend a lot. I'll do it now. I'll do it before the bottom of the hour break. Let me tell you what's going on with Fetterman. And we said it all along, but it's really very, very evident at this point that it's what's going on. The Pennsylvania lieutenant governor, and he's the Democratic candidate for the United States Senate, John Fetterman. What he's doing is he is following the Joe Biden basement strategy playbook. That's what he's doing. He's not well enough to campaign. And so he's also doing what Biden's doing. He, you had um, Fetterman criticizing Mehmet Oz. Mehmet Oz has said that, um, you know, I pray for his health. I wish him well. I'm a doctor, you know, all that. But Fetterman blames Oz for his health condition, basically. It's like what Biden is doing. He's blaming Republicans. Because if you don't agree with him, then you are a threat to democracy. When Oz gets done, and I I believe he's really going to turn it on over the next couple of months. When Oz gets done talking about Fetterman, decriminalizing marijuana, releasing prisoners, all kinds of things, all kinds of of radical positions. I think Oz is going to pull that out. And if he does, Republicans are going to win the Senate as well because Laxalt is going to win. They're in a panic. They sent Kamala Harris and what is she going to do? She's a disaster. But they sent her to uh, Nevada. Good luck. You, you, you should... Almost say, oh, it's in it's in the bag now. Kamala Harris in Nevada trying to rally the troops because they're going to lose every Democrats are going to lose every single race of consequence in Nevada, including a very important one with Laxalt becoming the next United States senator. And that will be a pickup. If Laxalt wins. In Nevada, and either Oz or Herschel Walker win in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and in Georgia, then Republicans will win the Senate. You don't have to look at any other races, I'm telling you. The side that wins two of those three is going to hold a minimum 51 49 advantage. For the Democrats, it might still be 50-50 tie, but of course that gives them a working majority with Kamala Harris breaking any of the 50-50 ties.
When we come back from the break, this uh, U.S. federal judge uh, did not rule from the bench. I'm not surprised about that. I don't think she had to. They've already seen everything, you know, the, the, the DOJ and all that, FBI. But the federal judge, Aileen Cannon, appears poised to pick a special master and grant President Trump what he has requested uh, in this case. She did not issue a ruling immediately, though. So we'll see what happens there. Maybe I'll comment a little bit more about that on the other side of the break. It is halftime of the first hour. Mayor Charles Kane on a special day. We were out on Monday. Mayor Kane will be in today for the 7 o'clock hour. Looking forward to it. New Jersey Senator Vince Palestina, who never disappoints, in the 8 o'clock hour. And then we're going to turn off all the nonsense, all the hot talk, all the politics, all the governmental stuff, anything that resembles anything like that. And we're going to talk about John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. I wrote about them yesterday, spoke briefly to both John Cafferty and Michael Toons and Toons. They were both very, very kind and liked the article that we did. Uh, you Not only do you have John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band performing twice, once in Summer's Point at 6 p.m., and then over at Hard Rock Casino with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Frank Stallone. It's a, I'll tell you, it's... It's obviously it's Labor Day weekend. It's a big weekend. Really big weekend. A lot of great stuff. A friend of mine was talking about how much they look forward to the fireworks at the end of the weekend. So as we go to the break, Facebook is not allowing people, at least not allowing Dan Dan the Spackle Man. And you know, if it's one, it's like ants. If you've got one, you've got hundreds, thousands He's not Spackle is not the only guy that they're not allowing to post about President Biden. What a protection program they have set up for this feeble, incoherent, unpresent, fake president that we have. Dark Brandon. Understand he has a condition, whatever it is, one day it will all be self-evident. But he has a condition where you yell and scream at people. If you've noticed, he's been doing quite a bit of that lately. Squinting, reading badly, and yelling at you. A whole lot. Pay attention, it's happening. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio. 95.5 app traffic advisory this morning from 7 to 11 a.m. in Galloway Township. We have the details on the app. Things that Atlantic and Cape May locals do after Labor Day when it's not as busy. That was a fun piece to put together and we've got it. Check it out. And history was made 40 years ago at Tony Martz in Summers Point. We have the story. 
From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Looks like the next two days will feature lots of sunshine and low humidity, but that will change a bit as we head into the second half of the upcoming holiday weekend. Really nice today. Sunshine, a nice onshore breeze and a high of 83. Just a few clouds tonight, down to 62. Partly sunny tomorrow and 84. Humidity returns by Sunday, and there's a chance of showers and thunderstorms on Labor Day Monday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile lap today early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 a.m be live hey sean hannity here join me today at three but now back to hurley in the morning right here on wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 a.m south jersey's talk station thank you sean south jersey's number one news talk station all because of you and we know it thank you so much for that now, we love to spoil you whenever possible. We love to make things available for you to, to have, to win. And WPG Talk Radio 95.5 is giving you a chance to eat, play, and stay in Atlantic City. Win an overnight stay at Resorts Casino Hotel and dinner for two at Capriccio Italian Restaurant. You have to use the app in order to, to play and win. Enter to win now on the WPG Talk Radio app. And this is brought to you by AtlanticCityNJ.com. Press and play to win big. Go to the app. You'll see the speed button tab. It's uh, directly to the right of all the speed button tabs, uh, you know, podcasts and all those buttons that you can easily navigate to the to the particular content. And the resorts contest, it says resorts contest. It has its own speed button tab. I'm going to pivot back to the special master in a moment because I still believe that that's important, even though they've seen everything. I had someone write me and it was it was very logical. They said they didn't agree with me the other day. And I wrote them back, had a nice back and forth. They didn't agree with me because they said, what's the almost like Hillary Clinton? What difference does it make? Because they've seen everything. It makes a lot of difference. I'll explain in a moment. But this is what I was thinking about during the break. And I I think you're going to agree with this. I, I would hope it would be the kind of thing that universally we would, most of us would agree with. You can't make people believe what they don't want to believe or what they don't want to believe. But the American people, I'm speaking generally... They expect their president to be inspiring and uplifting, not dark and dour. We've got dark Brandon yelling and screaming all the time, trashing half the country, lying about everything. Now, think about this. You know that right when he got done that speech, they loaded him onto the stretcher and now he'll be in Delaware for the next at least four days. I mean, if you heard the report yesterday that I provided, he has had hundreds of days off. I don't have it in front of me now, but I think it was like 242 days off. This is unbelievable. I don't think Trump took 20 days in four years. I don't think he took any, actually. All he, he loves to work. It's, 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 
everybody's wired differently. He just loves to work. He doesn't stop. Sleeps very little. Loves to be busy. Loves to work. Loves to get things done. I know it from a lot of different people with with firsthand knowledge. President Trump thoroughly enjoyed. He loved being president. The thing he loved about being president, and I personally talked to him about this decades before he would become the president, because I was very interested. I had run three years before I met him. uh, I had run for commissioner of my hometown, and I remember saying to him, Mr. Trump, would you you ever run for president? And he gave a very detailed, thoughtful answer. He said, yes. He said, I have thought about it. He said, and, and if there was a certain condition that the country was in, and if he thought he could make a difference, he would run. In the back of my mind, I always knew he was going to run for president. The thing he loved the most about it, though, was helping people, fixing the economy, which was extremely broken by Obama and Biden, having policies that were utterly fair and created growth in every single ethnicity, demographic you can possibly think of. Wages were the highest they had ever been for men and women. And as I mentioned, it didn't matter if you were black, white, brown. It it didn't matter. Everyone prospered. It really is a, a, a case study in if you put policies in effect that are fair to all, not not the corny, all you know, a rising tide floats all boats and stuff like that. If you put in an economic plan that is fair for all, everyone will benefit. Everyone will prosper. We saw it. Now, when you get the opposite philosophy of governance in effect and you reward non-performance and you penalize people who are performing, you break the country. Be honest about it. Joe Biden in 19 or 20 months has broken the country. He didn't get it broken. Now, I've got to jump for a couple of minutes. When we come back, I've got you've got to let me just rail for a couple of minutes because this one, all the other lies, my goodness, I mean, they're they're whoppers. But actually, the Biden administration, he's doing it. Jean-Pierre is doing it. Cardona is doing it. They are blaming President Trump for the pandemic, for the low test scores, for everything that went bad. When we know exactly who was conspiring with whom in keeping kids out of the classroom and all of that. But yes, they have the audacity. They're blaming by name Trump 
and the Republicans. And incidentally, I hope I get a chance to talk about it. Republican leader of the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, who will be the next speaker of the House. I am guaranteeing it. And, you know, I offer very few guarantees. We're very sober about this stuff. It's over and he's it. He delivered a phenomenal prebuttal to Biden. Biden had no facts, no specifics. It was just a dark, dour, horrible speech with a blood red backdrop that looked awful. You always have to understand that the shot is going to be close and they should have realized that didn't work. Biden, I mean, it looked like a communist leader screaming and yelling and fists up in the air. And it was it was terrible. McCarthy had facts. Actual specifics. About what Biden has done. Over the past nearly two years, it was it was one of Kevin McCarthy's finest hours. And he went to the hometown of Scranton Joe to deliver it and did a phenomenal job with it. We'll be back. We'll tell you more about it and a whole lot more. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Thank you. 52 minutes past the hour. So I receive a very nice email. Came in at 642 a.m. I saw it during the last break. Wrote back uh, probably within a couple of minutes of receiving it uh, as the the break afforded me the opportunity to write guest listener Dan, who is in New York listening right now. And Dan writes, good morning, Harry. Biden is right. There is a real threat to democracy. However, the real threat to democracy is him. And his party, the Socialist Democrat Party. I'm wondering if Dan heard my opening monologue because I opened with that uh, succinctly. They spread false narratives about their political opposition. Check. Using the state propagandist media. Check. They change voting rules to help them cheat and win. They flood the country with illegal aliens with no voter ID laws in many blue states. They lie about race and social issues to further divide us. They use the government agencies to go after their opposition, DOJ, FBI, IRS, and and get ready because Biden purposely has picked someone to run the IRS that was part of that whole Lois Lerner era when they went after conservatives. It's 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 happening all over again. I'm telling you, we can't get out of this alive quick enough. They're doing it all over again. They appoint judges that change laws they do not like or even make a law that they can't get legislatively passed. This is the real threat to democracy. And Biden is the figurehead leading the charge. Dan is in New York. Dan, I have to say. That is. If that if that were a cut of of steak, that would be triple trimmed filet mignon right there. Ladies and gentlemen, we have no open forum today, so we've got to do it now. We've got to get some calls in. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. 
Good morning, Harry. I, I have so many thoughts running through my mind, uh, but you, you kind of stole my thunder. I'm looking at that backdrop, and the only thing that was missing was a hammer and a sickle. Yeah. I mean, it, would, it was, yeah. It was blood red. It was, it was Soviet. I mean, just who, who doesn't do their job with these things? Biden looked like some tin pot, horrific dictator yelling and screaming. And by the way, he looked very small. The way the way the optics were, the gigantic red and the tiny man in the podium. I mean, somebody didn't do their job again. Well, it's it's like when you watch a movie and they and they make up a clip of a fictitious leader uh, trying to make him look ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's not lost. He was like, who was the guy? Um, Leslie Nielsen. It was like Leslie Nielsen was playing a president. That's exactly right. That's beautiful. You know, it's not lost on me, Harry, that they did this in Philadelphia because make no mistake. What Joe Biden did last night was a collective slap in the face, not only to Americans who disagree with him, but it was a slap in the face to the founders. Remember, our country was founded in Philadelphia. That was a that was a signal. It wasn't by accident they chose that setting, the very spot where our nation was founded. And, you know, they've been trashing our founders. They've yes. been canceling them. And he went and debased it last night. And so I, in many ways, the, the, the place where our nation uh, was given birth is the place where it died last night, you know. Um, and he also went somewhere where there are just a horrific number. I wrote an article about it a few weeks back uh, for our listeners. It's in the archives on the app. If you want to take a look at it, just click on my picture uh, about how many shootings there are. Record numbers with months still to go in the year. The most shootings ever in Philadelphia history with many, many months to still go. It's awful. Uh, so they don't think about anything uh, they just do these things. They think they're going to get protected and that somehow they're going to be saved with some kind of optic that will be created for them. But his content was dour. It was dark. It was divisive. It was awful. All right. Let me throw a question your way, because I know you keep on top of um, all these developments that are happening. What did you think? How did you react? I'm, I'm going to just assume that you know that this happened. And not just from me saying it, that the Biden administration is blaming by name President Trump and Republicans for all these failures, all the test scores that are down. Look, just as an old school board member, I said over two years ago, I said, the longer this continues, we're going to see test scores down. We're going to see students lost that will just be out. They'll be just dropped out of the system, they won't be going to school, that this is going to be disastrous. We have to get the kids, the children back into the classroom. It was Walensky and and Biden's people. They were conspiring with the education union leaders to keep kids out of school. They did this and they are blaming by name Trump and Republicans. There, I teed it up. Your thoughts? Well, Harry, when I saw Cardona make this statement yesterday, I almost put my foot through the television. Let me tell you, if you if you recall, Harry, many months ago, 
I said to you that at some point they were going to have to admit that they lied about the vaccine, that it didn't work, or at least it didn't work the way they told us it was supposed to work, okay? And at, at that point, they would blame Trump. They would say he rushed the vaccine to win an election and see, this is what we've got, a vaccine that's not working. Remember when we had that discussion, Harry? Oh, I, I fully remember it. But I will say this. I believe the vaccine did work very well when Trump was there. It was a different uh, strain. Of course, something that mutates and is totally different. Now they have a vaccine for the fourth and fifth strain. But yes, I vividly remember you talking about it. Well, Trump, look, Harry, here's a man after 50 years in Washington is the butt of all the jokes in that town. He is a punchline. He has nothing to show for his 50 years. And here he is in the sunset of his life in his final days. He's got both houses of Congress, as you said. They run the whole show. These should be the happiest people in the world. They've gotten everything they wanted, yet his mind is occupied with Donald Trump 24-7. Yeah, with rage. I mean, you see it with rage. Andy, good call. We're at the end of the hour, so I have to say goodbye. Have a great Labor Day weekend. I'm sure you're going to be working. Uh, Have a very profitable Uh, wonderful Labor Day weekend uh, until we meet again. And when we come back, Mayor Charles Kane on not only a special day, but a special time. Then Senator Palestina, then your John P. Hurley on the show. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Full disclosure, Mayor Kane is not here at the moment. And I, I couldn't tell you this in advance because it was just a just a hunch I had. Mayor Kane and I spoke before 3 a.m. this morning. And he was working on a project, so he had not yet slept. So I thought to myself, and he was still doing the show, though, for the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, because we talked about, you know, hey, listen, you, we can reschedule. And so anyhow, uh, I texted, no response. And I called, and he probably has it on silent, which is what I do. Uh, when I'm when I'm done for the day, this, the the phone goes on silent. This this is why I tell people all the time: you can text me uh, information. I have people giving me tips and news items all over the place. Uh, so what I'm trying to say is, uh, Mayor Kane is not here, which means this is a bonus open forum hour. H- had we not made the switch, this would have been open forum. To begin with, let me open with a topic, though. I do want to give Mayor Kane the opportunity to just be fashionably just a couple of minutes late. And then we'll just assume that we'll just reschedule and we'll catch up because we're going to be breaking uh, some major news with Mayor Kane in the very near future. And it might not be today. 609-407-1450. I'm inviting you to call and we'll go to your calls 
beginning in the second segment. I'm, I'm just going to riff here for a few minutes. The CDC, which is the Centers for Diseases, not Center, Centers. Reminds me when I say Centers, Center Fielder, the great Philadelphia Phillies announcer. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, they've endorsed the updated COVID-19 boosters. Didn't have a chance to get into this during Andy's call because we were really at the very end of the hour. Uh, So they want a very vigorous fall vaccination campaign, which they believe can help blunt a winter surge of COVID-19 if enough Americans will be willing to roll up their sleeves. Here's the problem, though. And I think it's a really big problem because if if you're losing or you've lost me, I can't even imagine. Now, you know, I I had so many people mad at me uh, during COVID-19 because of the extremely rigid position I took on COVID-19. And I did I did make it 806 days without getting that beast. Uh, until it got me and it, it got me in New York. Uh, and we did we did, you know, we did well, we did fine with it. I was out a week, not even a week of on air uh, broadcasts. I think I tested positive, though, for nine days. I, well, it wouldn't be nine days because on the ninth, the morning of the ninth day, we te- both Margie and I both tested negative. She tested positive one day before I did, but I had all the symptoms. So our great doctor was treating, Dr. McGee was treating me even. He said, look, you're going to test positive tomorrow. I'm treating you now. But I've got medical people very close to me. I've got a great doctor who's a great friend of mine. Uh, nobody thinks I should take this fall booster. So what am I going to take that for? Now, if you lose me, I've taken the first shot, the second shot, the booster. I didn't take the second booster because it didn't make any sense to me. It wasn't the right vaccine for the strain that was out there. So what am I going to take that for? So there's going to be starting a big campaign the decision by CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. Remember, she's the same one who was meeting with the teachers union, uh, keeping keeping kids out of school. Because she, remember, she actually said we've got to get the children back in school. And believe it or not, the White House took the position that that was only Rochelle Walensky's personal opinion. She gave the speech with the gigantic... CDC background uh, logo behind her during working hours as the the uh, director of the CDC. I mean, personal opinion. What are you talking about? How does that work? She makes an official comment and you get to say that it's not. Quote, the shots can help restore protection that has waned since previous vaccination and were designed to provide broader protection. Well, good. I'm telling you, if they would have been honest, 
And there was just so much dishonesty here. They would have gotten more people taking the vaccine. All you have to do is look at look at the states that that button down like smothering craziness versus the ones that didn't. And you know who won and who lost. The quote tweaked shots made by Pfizer and Moderna offer Americans a chance to get the most up to date protection at yet another critical period in the pandemic. Their combination or bevalent shots, half the original vaccine and half protection against BA.4 and BA.5, Omicron versions now causing nearly all COVID-19 infections. I don't know which one I had. I had one of those. You know, we'd never bother to test because it's just there's just no need to. We treated and we resolved and it, it, it doesn't matter. But we had one or the other. The CDC's advisors struggled with who should get the new boosters and when, because only a similarly tweaked vaccine, not the exact recipe, has been studied in people so far. You know what's interesting about this? Um, they're approving all this stuff before they've even done any trials or anything. Now, you can say, well, we've been doing this. But no, this is different than the one before. So you would... You'd think you'd have to do some some work before just jabbing people. It's really um, it's willy nilly at this point. Let me you you're probably hearing my phone go bananas here. All right. So there's one answer. That was one person I was actually going to text. I just was had it written to me. I have decided also that I'm not taking the next shot. That's somebody that's been very compliant. All right. I don't think he'll mind me outing him. He was the one I was going to write, but he wrote me, my identical DNA. He also had COVID-19, but he had he had the um, the worst, probably the worst strain of them all, the Delta. Don Hurley writes, I'm not taking any more COVID shots. Now, oh, I, 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 I um, be, be right there. Hoo hoo. If something needs my attention, I'll be able to talk to them in just a moment. We're getting ready to go to the break. All right. It's your chance to play 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450. Thank Mayor Charles Kane for this bonus wide open forum. Sean Hannity is up our early in the morning timeout and then your calls at 609 609- Four zero seven fourteen fifty in forty five minutes or so, Senator Vince Palestina, and then we're going to go entertainment, fun, take you to your Labor Day weekend with Don Hurley. We're going to talk John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. They're playing twice tonight, Summers Point and in Atlantic City, and this Atlantic City crossover date, if you will, with Frank Stallone, hosted by Sylvester Stallone. A lot of cool stuff happening Labor Day weekend in the world's playground, WPG. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. This was Christopher Ray's big mission to restore the FBI to what it should be, which is the world's premier law enforcement agency in the world. 
I have respect for rank and file. I don't have respect for Christopher Ray not cleaning it up. And it's even worse than that. You know, Strzok gets a lucrative book deal, numerous appearances on TV. And I predicted at the time, if they're not held accountable, these people will be emboldened and we'll see more and more of this. And this is what we're now finding with the Mar-a-Lago raid. Despite, quote, heavy redactions from the DOJ and the affidavit, we can see that the FBI relied on news articles to justify their raid from fake news cbs are you kidding me this is what the fbi is now reduced to the sean hannity show from coast to coast later today you know the political season can be quite exhausting and you do deserve to relax you've heard me talking about how you can turn your own backyard into an oasis with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Master Spas is having their biggest sale ever with savings of up to $2,000. Now take advantage of this offer by heading to masterspas.com. Enter the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's promo code Hannity for up to $2,000 off. Just go to masterspas.com. Many families have been devastated by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987. My name's Amber, and I'm an attorney at Dudley DeBosier. My father was stationed there during that time and later diagnosed with Parkinson's due to that exposure. So at Dudley DeBosier, not only do we know the law and understand how to navigate this, we're in the trenches with you. We're helping my family, and we'd like to help you. Dudley DeBosier is filing claims this week. Visit ddhelps.com. ddhelps.com. Panda. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. I spent the whole break with Craig Tanzola. Now, Craig Tanzola is the official formal wear clothier for the Hurley in the Morning program. And we are working on a very special project. And I'm so happy about it. Craig, go, go grab the mic for a second. We're not saying what the project is. Because the project isn't isn't complete yet, but I'm extremely pleased with the prototype, Craig. I'm glad you're happy, Harry. And uh, you know, it's uh, and and you're particular. So you know, we had to make sure that uh, everything is perfect, and we had to start off with a, a, a base product, which is really uh, uh, special. And I think when people see it, I think they'll be pleased. But uh, I'd like to take a moment and uh, two things, Harry. I'd yeah. like to wish one, my wife, a happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kathleen. You know, and, uh, and then, um, you know, we had a... See you at resorts? Oh, absolutely. We're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to going to resorts and, and enjoying a wonderful dinner. And, uh, of course, an adult beverage. Mark uh, Giantonio, he's always so generous over there. Um, I'd like to just turn it down a little bit, for Harry. Um, you know I'm from Northfield, and and right now in front of our police department, oh. uh, we have a we have a police car that's empty. I need some help, Harry. Okay. Yeah. Um. You take 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 a moment. Uh, I I will make a comment, and, and Craig knows this. I knew about this very early in the morning, and I've told this to our audience on several occasions. There's certain stories I don't want to be first, and I just don't want to report. I didn't report on this, Craig. I did not report on it. And and you know, Harry, the uh, we lost John Skull, a, a patrolman, our in our police department. So, not too often do people hear my voice as shaky as they do right now. I mean, he was just 27 years old. And um, 
that young man had spent a lot of time in my home. And I got to say that uh, when you are sorrowful, look again in your heart and you'll see the truth. You're weeping for which was has been a delight. And John Skull was a delight. Yeah. I've heard that from so many people uh, that knew him. What a beautiful man. What a good man. What a great man. And he got cheated out of his whole life. So I'd like to just say how sorry we are to the entire Skull family. And they have been so generous to our community. And we wish we could do something for you. Thank you, Harry. Craig, thank you for showing us your heart. Appreciate you, man. You take good care, brother. All right. That uh, that makes everything else very small, doesn't it, when you think about it? Wow. Let's uh, compose for just a moment. 25 minutes past the hour. We're going to take your calls at 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Harry. Tom Foley. Hey, Tom. Wow, that was rough. I hope it wasn't. Uh, my uh, niece is married to a, a Donnie Skull. I, I don't know if they're related. I did not know about this. Oh, you you didn't uh, know about the, the the Northfield police officer dying off duty? No. Yeah, this was I, I, this was. Um, I was actually with Margie in Cape May. This was a couple of days ago, uh, and. Uh, it's never been i do know the circumstances i have not reported about it uh it's it was an off-duty accident i'm just going to leave it at that well uh prayers to the family and uh, you know i gotta find out from Alyssa and donnie if he was any relation that's horrible yes horrible news yep it is uh, harry if, if that speech last night doesn't send a message to people I mean, using the United States Marine Corps, thinking like uh, they're going to take you if you're red. Isn't that the symbol for uh, Republicans? Red, right? Yeah. I mean, this is sick. This man is sick in the head. And all these people who are sitting there clapping have got to realize this election, if it's the wrong way, our country is lost. We are going to be controlled. I mean, it, it's incredible. You know, you got to realize our freedoms will be gone. 87,000 IRS agents. There isn't 87,000 millionaires, let alone billionaires, in the entire country. I mean, it, this is this is crazy. They're going to go after cocktail waitresses, jitney drivers, uh, waiters, waitresses, firemen, cops. People don't want to own business. I mean, this is—I've been through 17, 17 audits because I had all the red flags. I had my own business. I was a union guy. I was a public employee, and I was a politician. So I had all the red flags. Seventeen times I knew my IRS agent on a first name basis, Mike Kapackman. You know, I went to his retirement dinner. You know, this is this is the type of you know, and it's not a joke. I mean, you go before a judge in Philadelphia, and uh, they they go over your records, and you know, and it's thank God I came out very very clean because I didn't do anything, but I had to go for it, and I had to pay accountants and 
and go through a lot of expenses. But this this is what they're going to be doing. I mean, this is an attack on the whole system of government in the United States of America. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. We're all Americans. And this is scary. And this idiot gets to get up there and use the United States Marine Corps as his background with guns held at attention. You know, give me a break. I know. I know. I mean, that was that was clearly I thought I was in North Korea or the Soviet Union. I mean, or China. How how do they make the policy of this country that if you don't support him, you are an enemy of the state? I mean, that's that's crazy. That is extremely. I mean, that looked like some I said earlier, Tom, tin pot Soviet type communist dictator screaming and yelling and two fists up in the air with the with the dark blood red backdrop. It was a very, very dark and dour speech. And I believe that people want their presidents to be uplifting not not this yeah. craziness. Yeah, this is nuts. Yeah, well, you, you're going to watch. It's not going to poll well. It's not going to sell. And they're going to get off it as quick as they got on it. That's my prediction. Well, Harry, I hope that, God, people realize we are facing a disaster. And, and, and you know, and I was a Democrat. And I'm getting closer to signing that paper. It's in my it. briefcase, Tom. I, I, I'm happy to come Labor Day weekend. Just let me know. Holy Jesus, this makes me ill and sick of that. Tom, when you said I was a Democrat, that's uh, that's as close as you've come to the uh, to the to the light side. You see the light now. You you're you're gravitating. It's like a it's like a magnetic field. We, we've got you, Tom. It's coming. I feel it. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt. I, I've never seen anything like this. And the way, uh, you know, Democrats are talking and friends of mine who I serve with, they look at each other and go, what the hell is going on? You know, this is it's incredible. They're changing our country. Yeah, and yeah. in a most radical way. Yeah, and and they're coming after us. 87,000 IRAs. Yeah. You, know, you know, Harry, There's I read an article today. If they took that money, you would have a police officer in every school in the United States of America. Uh, yeah. Not to mention yeah. I mean, exactly. Think what you could do with this rather than that. But they have their plan. And and everybody out there has to understand 80 plus percent of all IRS audits are people making less than seventy five thousand dollars a year. Uh, they're coming after everyday Americans. There's only a couple hundred billionaires. What are they going to do? Assign five thousand IRS agents per billionaire? No, they're going to take care of anything they want to do there, and they're going to have about 85,000 more left over to come after the American people. It's going to be ugly. Do you think a billionaire goes to court in Philadelphia in front of a federal uh, IRS judge? No. He has lawyers and everything else, but I had to. Right. And I had to bring stacks and stacks of papers. Wake up, America. This is this is this this election is, you know, either do or die, in my estimation. Tom, I couldn't agree more. I'm at the break. I've got to go. Happy Labor Day weekend, my friend. You too, bro. Thank you, sir. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, Mayor Kane is here. So we're going to do half what we usually do with Mayor Charles Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township. That's Hamilton Township, Atlanta County. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 
95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one talk station. Senator Palestina, 8 o'clock hour. Don Hurley, entertainment update. A lot of fun uh, to talk about, uh, and we'll get rid of all this um, this negative stuff. We'll exercise it, and I don't mean exercise. I mean exorcise it uh, and, and have some fun. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's still me, 32 minutes past the hour, early in the morning, on the job, on Labor Day weekend, with three stories that you can follow on the app. Traffic advisory for this morning, 7 to 11 a.m. in Galloway Township. We have all the details on the app, on the website. Things that Atlantic and Cape May County locals do after Labor Day when the crowds thin out. That was a fun story to do. I hope you'll check it out. And history was made. 40 years ago at legendary Tony Martz in Summers Point. We've got the story on the app. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Looks like the next two days will feature lots of sunshine and low humidity, but that will change a bit as we head into the second half of the upcoming holiday weekend. Really nice today. Sunshine, a nice onshore breeze at a high of 83. Just a few clouds tonight, down to 62. Partly sunny tomorrow and 84. Humidity returns by Sunday, and there's a chance of showers and thunderstorms on Labor Day Monday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile lap today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much on a special day and a special hour because normally, and my gosh, it's been two decades, Mondays, and we know exactly where we are at what time with Mayor Kane. And here we are on Labor Day Friday, a couple of hours before we're usually with Mayor Kane. Well, it is halfway through the hour, so hour and a half early uh, than normal. Mayor Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township, that's Hamilton Township, Atlanta County, joins the program on a special day in time. Mr. Mayor, hey, hey, welcome. Good Friday morning, Mayor. How are you? Very well. I'm going to text you something right now. We're going to have a live on-air experiment <laughs> You cannot say what it is because I'm going to announce it a little bit later, but I'll just tease and say that we have some brand new early in the morning. I'll call it merch, as in merchandise. Tell me when it arrives, Mr. Mayor. I just received it. Now, don't say what it is. Wow. Is that that a nice little new item? I love it. Yes, very nice. That's yes. uh, that's a very attractive piece. Thank you. I'm going to post that. Yes. I'm going to post that before the end of this hour, and folks can take a look at it. But I'm very, very pleased with it. Very pleased. My favorite colors are navy blue and cherry red. Not blood red like last night, uh, that backdrop of uh, the, the dictator's, the tin pot dictator speech. But I love navy blue. And I love cherry red, and we have both of them uh, on this item, and I think it pops really nice. You concur? Absolutely, Mayor. I think it's a great piece, and uh, I think it's going to be well-received. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, so it's Labor Day weekend, and you are mayor of one of the 23 municipalities in our beloved Atlantic County. And this is no disrespect to Cape May and Cumberland and all the other wonderful uh 
areas uh, that that also listen to our program. And of course, we have listeners all over the state and all over the country. We've we've got email this morning from New York and elsewhere, people listening to the program, which is what I love about the fact that the digital stream is uh, always there. Uh, But as mayor of Hamilton Township in Atlanta County, Mr. Mayor, what's happening? Well, Mayor, listen, we 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 uh, were excited about the uh, you know the end of summer here, and uh, I, I'm a big fan of fall. It's my favorite time of year. Uh, you know, Hamilton. Uh, we like to say, you know, spend a half day in Hamilton, and there's so much to do in Hamilton this weekend. Uh, yeah, you know, of course, you have the uh, the bulkhead in the Great Carver River. Uh, you have the uh, Lenape Lake and, and the river, the canoe trips coming up the river. Uh, there's still plenty of time to get those trips in this year. Of course, our retail shopping district and, and our downtown dining. So there's so much to do in Hamilton. Uh, and, uh, you know, our, our, our new program, uh, marketing program, so we spend a half day in Hamilton. There's a lot of reasons uh, to visit Hamilton Township. And our job as a, a, a government is to get those reasons out there and, and uh, allow the public to uh, view them and, and, and find reasons to come and spend a half day in Hamilton. When we had a conversation a few weeks back and you talked about tourism in Hamilton Township, I think that surprised a few people that that don't really think of it that way. Your stewardship, your time as mayor has, I believe, been like a renewal almost. Uh, if I said rebirth, I don't want to say something that um, is over the top, but nobody really talked about Hamilton Township in those terms because it was happening. You know, you think about Cape May, you think about Atlantic City and other, you know, Wildwoods and diff- diff- different other destination areas. But there, there, there are a lot of things in Hamilton Township that maybe at first glance people don't think about. Top of mind, I, and and I, and I agree with that. And uh, you know, even as I drive through our our, our beautiful uh, town, uh, and uh, you know, I you know sometimes you you have blinders on and you and you forget all the great things that. Um, I remembered as a you know a, a, a youth growing up in the township, uh, all those things that uh, you know don't even they, 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 some of them don't even cost money to do. Just the activities that you can do in Hamilton to enjoy the beautiful scenery, enjoy outdoors, uh, partake in the water activities, and and again our great merchants in our downtown historic district, and of course our retail areas. So um, you know it's our job as a municipality to catalog those all the great things that are uh, uh, available in Hamilton and get them out to the public and, and to those visitors that pass through our great town every year going to the short towns. You've been deputy mayor and you've been mayor. Uh, what would you say in terms of, I remember your first term, and, and I commented on this uh, a couple of weeks ago on your show because I, we, we were friends, not just clients, mutual clients, which we are. We are both mutual clients as well. But so I'm, I'm around you. I'm around your office. So I see the framed item that had all the promises made. And in the first term, all the promises kept. You made additional promises in this term. How are you doing relative to what you said you wanted to do versus what you are doing? Well, one of the biggest things that um, I, I, I took on the second term around and one of the things that I promised, I promised that we would find ways to uh, keep our children engaged. And, and uh, we have undertaken the largest expansion of recreation in Hamilton in, in many decades. And uh, the, that expansion is happening as we speak. Uh, again, I speak about it all the time. Uh, I, you know, I make a joke about it, but it's not funny. I mean, the, the, our biggest uh, uh, 
sports complex in the township uh, still has porta potties, and uh, we just went out to bid uh, for the new snack stand and, and permanent bathrooms there, along with the other expansion that's uh, going to happen there, an additional hockey court, more ball fields, uh, a walking path, a nature trail. So there's a lot of uh, things happening uh, in recreation in the township, which is what one of the things that we promised. We promised that that was going to be our focus, and it's been our focus, and uh, I'm, I'm proud to say it will be another uh, job accomplished uh, when we're all said and done. In terms of um, rateables, in terms of the pandemic and what it could have done, Hamilton Township, really, you held the line, didn't you? Mayor, I have to tell you, I'm very proud of uh, the the hard work that uh, Deputy Mayor Cheek uh, put in uh, along with our CFO. We spent many, many days uh, as budget committee um, and nights uh, going over the budget. You know, when we first the first look we took at it was was not a good look uh, with uh, Hamilton Township. Unfortunately, through the pandemic, lost over thirty million dollars in commercial rateables. Um, we've been able to stabilize that. We've actually regained a little bit of ground this year, um, and uh, you know, with all that happening, we were still able to get that budget to zero. Uh, this year, which is something we're very, very proud on. And and with the economic development initiatives that we've undertaken uh, and, and the interest in Hamilton and the land purchases that are happening in Hamilton, which are going to include some very, very big projects, um, we, we were able to um, uh, not only stabilize this year, get a zero tax increase going into next year. I think we're going to have a difficult budget with, with like all municipalities will. Um, but I believe uh, my commitment to the, uh, the residents of this town is there will be no tax increase again in Hamilton next year. I will guarantee a zero cent tax increase. We will find a way. We will get it to zero. Wow, that's that is breaking news. I'm going to take notes on that. Hold on. Don't go away, Mayor. Uh, I can assure you that many residents of Hamilton Township, uh, you you absolutely made their day. It's always nice to know uh, people want to know tax stability and things like that. Uh, so to, to hear that from their mayor, uh, now, of course, there is a, a stubborn and persistent thing known as Election Day that comes around in Hamilton Township very quickly because the terms are three years and not four years. Uh, mayor Kane is on the ballot for him to keep his promise uh, that requires the voters to keep the faith as well. At 46 minutes past the hour, we will be right back. I have a follow up uh, for Mayor Kane who will be with us for the remainder of the hour, Senator Palestina. I've already chatted with him briefly. He's ready to go, coming up in about 20 minutes. And then we're going to turn off all of this seriousness. And, you know, we we every once in a while, we, we just feel the need to just have an hour of just recovery, mental health break type hour. We're going to talk John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, two appearances in Atlanta County, one in Summers Point at, on the beach, uh, that beautiful stage setup right off of Bay Avenue and the and the waterway. And then right from there, they'll get whisked to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City for an engagement with Frank Stallone. And the evening is being hosted by none other than Sylvester Stallone. Busy day. Busy weekend. It's Labor Day weekend in the world's playground. I'm Hurley in the Morning with Mayor Charles Kane. 
Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Well, you don't have to show an ID in New York to vote, but you do now have to show an ID to buy a dessert topping. This is true. One of the weirdest laws ever. Apparently, people buy these things because they have nitrous oxide in them. Yeah. And they do the whippets. They do the whippets, yeah. It's common sense whipped cream control. Everybody knows it. That's what you need, huh? Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins. Weekday afternoons at 1 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. Welcome back. It's nine minutes before the top of the hour with Mayor Charles Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township. See, I'm a big subscriber. I, I, unfortunately, I have a couple of stalkers right now and different things, and I just, I ignore them. They don't deserve my time. I don't give them my time. Uh, I don't respond requires a lot of discipline because sometimes you want to respond they're lying about you and you know just just doing things that just aren't right but uh i've taken the approach that i don't give oxygen to a fire and i don't give these lunatics what they want which is my attention so i've gotten very good at that you however you're on the ballot in 67 days and actually with early voting it's before then uh so you you i think have to respond to gadflies and liars and you've got some folks out there one in particular i mean lying like crazy about you it's happening isn't it wow mayor you 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 hit the nail on the head and you know it, it the amount of energy to spend on individuals like this um is 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 really sad um you know and and they they have the liberty of being able to put out blatant lies uh, and unless you call them back out on it, uh, you know, that's what the new truth is. And we talked about that, how, you know, we, we see it in this area. I think in municipal politics, you know, um, we we work well together, especially in Hamilton with, you know, the opposing party. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we do what's best to get along. But when you have individuals like this particular person that are just putting out lies, just for instance, you know, the last the latest post was, uh, Hamilton Township, uh, particularly myself, uh, took your ARP money and, and Vineland gave out money to uh, offset electric bills for people with low income. The, the What they're not being told is that when we received ARP funds, the American Recovery uh, Funds, they came with specific, specific requirements. There was only certain ways you could use it. Hamilton Township, unfortunately, because Hamilton, like other Republican-run towns, have been so fiscally responsive, responsible, I believe, really got the short end of the stick when these funds came out. Hamilton ended up with $2.4 million. This individual is comparing us to Vineland that ended up with $12.4 million. Well, when you end up with $12.4 million and the restrictions that are put on it, you do run out of ways. You can't just fill budget gaps. You can't do certain things with it. You run out of uh, certain ways that you can spend it. Um, so they they offered some assistance with some leftover money they had. What she also doesn't tell is Hamilton ended up with a zero-cent tax increase this year where Vineland burdened their residents with 2.5 cents. So, you know, if you're going to put the things out there, at least put them out in the right context. And as I said, in my case, I don't have to play. Uh, I'm not running for anything. But when you're running for office and you have people lying about you, I'm in total agreement. You have to respond. 
I mean, it, it, you you said it very well. If you don't respond, the lie becomes the new truth, and that you can't you can't let lies stand, especially when the results are so defendable, aren't they? I mean, the 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 philosophy of governance during your administration is absolutely defendable. It, you know, I, I have to tell you, Mayor, all, all, what I do is, you know, we, we, you try to block out the noise, you know, it, but you do have to, you find yourself from time to time where you have to, you know, have a response. You block out the noise, you keep your head down, you keep doing what you told the voters you were going to do. Um, so I, I've been concentrating on that. I think we have a tremendous record to run on in Hamilton. Uh, economic Monday night, I, I keep pushing this and we're getting the viewership up on our township meetings. Uh, you know, we had a couple hundred views. Now we're reaching that 500. We're, we're hoping that we'll be able to get, you know, over a thousand residents watching and sharing our, our view, our, our videos. Um, Monday night, Please watch uh, the, uh, the Hamilton Township video. I mean, or attend in person, or watch it as soon as it comes out on YouTube. Usually the next day, uh, we are going to break some really exciting news about Hamilton. One of the largest commercial developments to come into Hamilton, probably in the last twenty years. Uh, this is such exciting news. And I'm looking forward to it. We're going to do it at the public meeting. Uh, we thought it was the right venue for it. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be extremely exciting. I can't wait uh, to have the residents see uh, one of the great projects we've uh, managed to bring here to Hamilton Township. Mayor Kane, we have four minutes left. It's, it's, it's going fast here this morning. And we don't have that bonus six minutes that we usually get because we're not in the final hour like we usually are on Monday. If you're just tuning in, Mayor Kane, it's sort of a makeup. I was out on Monday. Mayor Kane is kind enough to uh, to move to today. Mayor, in terms of your philosophy as it relates to development, I'm a big fan of responsible rateables that obviously help the community. At a, but as you know, there are certain rateables that can become very taxing. Uh, on a community. So there is a balance, isn't there? It's not like every single uh, proposal uh, is is right for a particular community. What is your philosophy, if you agree with my comment about the type of rateable that's a responsible rateable that, that is a benefit for your community? I mean, there are certain rateables that, that absorb a lot of services and things, and then you start to look at it net-net, and it might wind up being actually a loser. Uh, and you you know exactly what I'm talking about uh, without even providing a specific. What is your philosophy in terms of responsible rateables, responsible development? Mayor, I, I tell you, that is, that is really um, uh, a great statement. Uh, at the end of the day, it has to be the right development in the right place. The development has to make sense. There has to be a benefit for the community. Uh, my passion in Hamilton, my biggest passion is is land use. I I, I, I want to make sure that we develop a community or continue continually develop a community that our children, our grandchildren want to live in. And I think that we've done a great job of that in Hamilton Township. And, May, I want to follow up on the last comment. Um, I, you know, one of the things, the amount of energy that's spent when you have to, to counter what these uh, gadflies and one in particular, um, uh, you know, out there, the amount of time and energy. And not only that, I, I, we're going to prove, uh, this week coming up, the amount of expense time that is wasted by certain individuals. As you know, you know, it's like uh, heavy hands, you know, uh, it's always a few that end up getting the job done. It's the same thing when you talk about these gadflies. It's, it's just a few 
that cause so much expense to the township with their, uh, you know, needless inquiries, constant inquiries. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I put an exercise together to show that this gadfly is actually costing the township more than their city committee people on an annual basis. Wow. What a detrimental, wow, what a, de- what a, what a detrimental existence that is. That, Mayor, I think that is the perfect way to say it, a detrimental existence. I mean, at the end of the day, you have a, a gadfly that's costing the township arguably more than what their sitting committee people are. Wow. Um, and, and to me, that's an embarrassment. And, and, and I'd like to know, what have you done with all this information? I, I've, I've reviewed each and every every instance. What have you done with all this information that you've wasted hundreds of hours? Well, the re- you know the reality because you guys don't do anything wrong. You work very hard to do right. So they have nothing. They get all this data, all these copies that people have to take the time to make the copies. And they, they have nothing they can use because it's all justifiable in the end. Mayor, we have 20 seconds. Quick closing comment. Mayor, I want to. I, I just want a commitment that we're going to follow up on that because I think it's something that the listeners need to know about and, and the residents need to know about it. Mayor, I appreciate the time. Any time I get to spend with you and your listeners, and remember, Mayor, even on Friday, it's always a great day to buy a car at the Auto Plaza at English Creek, the official and exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program. To Amory and Charles and your lovely daughter. Happy Labor Day, my friend. WPGG Atlantic City. Thank you, man. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. A Town Square Media Station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Senator. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's uh, six minutes past the hour. Joining us now on the Hurley in the Morning program, our monthly visit with Senator Vince Palestina. This is a regular monthly program presented by Palestina and Associates, a longtime Atlanta County-based local distinguished engineering firm. And we have, oh my gosh, we have so many topics to uh, to cover this hour. Let's get right into it. Senator, welcome. Yeah, thanks, Harry. Great to be here this morning. How are you? Very well. Uh, we wish you a great Labor Day weekend to you and your family, everybody. Uh, hard to believe that it's we're at the end of summer. Crazy how quickly it went, but uh, Labor Day is here, and we're going to do some uh, events this morning and then head out and uh, start enjoying the weekend this afternoon. So, you know, it's unfortunate it went so quick, but we had some great weather this week, and I understand the weekend is going to be fabulous, and so looking forward to it. And didn't, I mean, you think weather-wise, I can't remember a summer where it basically, I know that's bad in terms of if it creates a drought, but we didn't have much rain at all this summer. No, we really didn't. It's uh, been very, very dry, and uh, we do need some rain. So hopefully yeah. that comes uh, in the not-too-distant future. But we get through this weekend uh, with nice weather, and everybody can enjoy the shore and enjoy the beach and the boardwalk, and all the uh, shop owners over there have a great Labor Day weekend. Yeah, I'm a big fan of strategic, what I call overnight rain. Just get to rain when we're all sleeping and then fill the, the tide tables, and, and away we go. You you did something this week on Tuesday that I wrote about at length. Uh, 
didn't do it to risk the ire of the mayor of Atlantic City, but I was told he went absolutely bananas about it because I was complimenting and covering the fact that Governor Murphy was here, uh, Senator Palestina was here, Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver, Assembly Speaker Craig Coughlin, and the big announcement with more than $16 million in targeted Atlantic City funding. This is a big deal because you talked about it last month in your program that we need additional video cameras and things in Atlantic City. This money is going to cover that, Senator. We do, and it's about a $5 million allocation specifically for cameras. You know, one of the things we also need with cameras, as we have talked about, is the lighting, and we've had uh, numerous conversations about the lighting in Atlantic City because, of course, you know, most of these issues are happening at night. And you need the place lit up so that the cameras can work and you can use the facial recognition and everything that goes into the uh, security system that is needed over there. And so, you know, we're having the conversations about the camera. We're also having a lot of conversations about the lighting of Atlantic City. And uh, those conversations need to continue. And Governor Murphy, Lieutenant Governor Oliver, you know, all understand that. The administration gets it, you know, with uh, Jacqueline Suarez now is, uh, the DCA point person here in the city of Atlantic City, some very, very good things going on for the city, um, but we need to continue it. And, you know, those types of investments start some momentum uh, to getting some of the things we need done done. The city, unfortunately, has its challenges. Uh, you've written about it, you know, extensively with some of the things going on. These are like daytime shootings that are going on and, you know, several homicides over there in the last few weeks. That cannot be for a tourist area. And so these investments are critical. You know, the clean and safe has been talked about for so long. Has it really been implemented? You know, many of us uh, have never seen the local government, especially this local government and this administration, do much of anything. And so, you know, it's great that the state and the DCA and, you know, Don Guardi and Claire Swift and I and even the Assembly Speaker being down, all rowing in the same direction, trying to get the things for Atlantic City done that need to be done. By the way, this was living proof, and I think this is – and it was really not – uh, my intention to, uh, to to get Marty Small all jazzed up about it, but he really, it's a weak mayor, strong council. Uh, he has no relationship with the state senator. Uh, that's never existed in the history of Atlantic City. Uh, the state, the, the District 2 state senator is one of the most powerful state senators in the entire state because of the leading industry. Uh, and so the senator is going to be a factor. I'm talking about you like you're not here. The senator is going to be a major factor in Atlantic City whether a, a temporary fixture, potted plant is, is in there with the title or not. He had nothing to do with any of this. I was just speaking the truth. I mean, this, this didn't happen. You can't take credit for $16 million that comes from the state. But the fact, if there was ever going to be a time where the mayor and the state senator had no relationship, it would be now because the state is running the city so there's no it would be it would be good. You tried. I mean, we've talked about it. You you tried reaching out. I mean, he's 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 just he's uncivilized uh, and, and erratic. Uh, but all this stuff that's getting done is getting done at the level where the authority is. The authority right now is not at the local level, fortunately. And I guess what I'm saying is I'm I'm for having the rapport but if you were going to not have the rapport, now is the time to have it because you can still get things done regardless. 
Yeah, and we are, Harry, and we're going to continue to get things done regardless of whatever that situation is. I don't get it. I don't understand how you're an elected official and you act the way you do and you have these wild press conferences and, you know, have this crazy, crazy talk all the time. It's just unbelievable. But, you know, the situation is what it is. We've got to work around it, you know, and I've mentioned before to you, city council, you know, has really stepped up. You know, you got uh, Council President Tibbet and Councilman Shabazz and Councilman Weeks and Councilwoman Dunstan and Council. And Kurtz, you know, had an opportunity to talk to some of them this week. And so you have a majority on council now that gets it, that understands it. And so when you have the state resources coming in and you have city council and you have our legislative delegation, you have Atlanta County, of course, we have so many pieces of the puzzle in place. And, you know, you add to that the uh, prosecutor now being in place, you know, with his five-year term. Eric Scheffler, the Atlanta County Sheriff, has been a big part of what we've been talking about and what we're uh, working towards. And so we have every piece in place now, I think, like no time in history to get the right things done for that city. And, of course, if we get that city turned around, get it pointed in the right direction, then it's going to benefit this entire region. I'm really happy with everything we've gotten done and really excited about the future and everything we are building towards because we are building a great team, and that team is not going to be stopped by anyone. We're going to get the things done that need to be done. I want to do an update uh, right after the break. We're going to go to the break now, and it's going to be an update about the Atlanta County prosecutor. And I can't I cannot underscore this, put it in bold, whatever, iambic pentameter couplets. I can't even say it in any stronger terms how important it was that Senator Palestina navigated Will Reynolds to be the Atlanta County prosecutor. I've been chronicling the activities of our prosecutor, and I'm going to share something that's going on right now in real time, and we will get the senator's comment. And I'm going to give you a a couple of cliff notes, ladies and gentlemen, on some of the successes, because there is a commitment there before there was. And it's not about Damon. Don't get me wrong. But before there was an overall atmosphere, Atlantic City was almost like an Atlantic County, almost like a mini Uh, version of what we were seeing around the country where it it was basically catch and release it didn't matter what the people did assault a cop you're out in minutes you're out before the ink is dry on the paperwork and then they know it they laugh and say i'm gonna be out before you even get done whatever you got to do paperwork wise they laugh basically these repeat offenders i'm going to give you some empirical data on Will Reynolds, who is doing a phenomenal job, and I knew it. That's why I endorsed him before it even happened. I knew what kind of Atlanta County prosecutor he would be. What what a major, when you look at major accomplishments, when you get elected to office that you can get done, you you have to rate that up there. And Senator Palestine has talked about it before publicly. You have to rate that up there as one of the most important things that you've gotten done. I'll back this up in a couple of minutes when we come back. With Senator Palestina, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. That is a fact, and uh, that's a repeat win. That's all because of you, and we know it, and we thank you for it. We're visiting 
with New Jersey Senator Vince Palestina. Now, Senator, I just want to make a quick comment, then I'll turn it over to you to comment because you were the reason that this happened. It wasn't going to happen, uh, period. What do they call that? Full stop. It was not going to happen. Uh, a whole nother person, a whole nother path was all done. You got it undone. And the, the and I know you could talk about the prosecutor that you recommended at length and you, you, the time will be yours. Let me just mention that there is a boardwalk sweep that's going on right now. This is a prosecutor. This is a man of action. This is a guy that wants to make Atlanta County safe again. This is a guy that wants to make Atlanta County where you can go anywhere and you don't have to worry about what's going to be happening. And there's there, there's absolutely a lot of work still to be done because this this um, this rash of of shootings and in some cases shootings and homicides in Atlantic City is is reaching epidemic proportion. The Atlanta County Prosecutor's Office, they picked up two murderers yesterday, the killer from the uh, June 5th homicide and one from the Saturday night uh, issue. They're doing all kinds of other things uh, that just too numerous to mention. But if you ever wonder, does your vote count? Do elections really have consequences or is this just jargon? They really do, Senator, because let's let's go back in time. If you don't beat Mazio, then there's a whole different prosecutor. We're not talking about a sweep today. It would be the same philosophy of coddling the criminals at the expense of the law abiding citizens. It would be opposite of what's going on right now, wouldn't it? Definitely would. You definitely would not have this Atlanta County prosecutor in place and a lot of other different things that uh, would have happened. I mean, we in Atlanta County, you know, for so long, Camden was controlling everything. So, you know, you had that Camden organization that was controlling all the appointments, controlling everything going on down here. You know, it was just a bad situation. We were not focused on Atlanta County. And so what we did, and you mentioned it, you know, I went to Trenton that first time right after I won the election, and they said they wanted somebody else from Jersey City to be the Atlanta County prosecutor. And it's just like, what are you talking about? Where the hell's Jersey City? We are Atlantic County. We need Atlantic County people in these positions. And, you know, fortunately, through a lot of work, a lot of discussions, a lot of meetings, a lot of efforts by Will Reynolds, you know, we were able to get that righted and get a guy who grew up in Brigantine, now lives in Epsique and has deep roots here, you know, knows all the law enforcement entities around here in as the Atlantic County prosecutor. And as I said to you before, I don't know how long I'll serve in the legislature, you know, my second time back but that may be <clears throat> no matter how long i serve that may end up being one of the the most consequential thing that we have ever gotten done here because having the top law enforcement you know person in the county uh, as a local guy as a guy who is loving the job as a guy who cares about justice as a guy who you know at the same time wants to give people the help they need he is enjoying the job. He is doing a fabulous job. He is out there at all these, you know, anytime there's a bad issue, he's out there. He's doing these homeless sweeps, as you mentioned this morning. He's looking at the lights in Atlantic City. He is doing so many things that people don't even see behind the scenes uh, that are going to be critical for the future of this area. Can I comment on one thing that he does that I've never, ever heard of before? I've heard of sometimes the Atlantic County prosecutor or a prosecutor would stop by at the scene of of an incident but really to be honest really it's to be seen 
and and then they leave. You know this. I want our listeners to know this. And I have I have confirmed these things from sources of mine that are not Will Reynolds. Will Reynolds is at every homicide that has happened since he became acting and now prosecutor, minted prosecutor, advice and consent, unanimous vote, which we predicted would be the would be the reality. This guy is on these scenes for eight and nine hours at a time. You are aware of that, I know, but I want our listeners to be aware of that. This is the deep level that he cares. He does, Aaron, like overnight, you know, the one that happened, uh, you know, overnight this past week, I think it was 1 o'clock in the morning. He was there from, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning when he got there till 8 a.m. You know, he's there, like, controlling the scene and keeping people out that shouldn't be going into a crime scene. And so he is doing so many things that people will have no idea about that I don't know that you've ever seen an Atlanta County prosecutor do, but his level of commitment is absolutely unmatched. And you are going to see that, you know, as he continues in this role. We are. <clears throat> I've been meeting with him regularly. I had a had a meeting with him and, and Sheriff Scheffler, and you know Sheriff Scheffler with the Hope Exists Foundation. Of course, is you know he's in Atlantic City uh, quite a bit. He wants to expand his efforts in Atlantic City, and him and Will Reynolds are really working hard to get the foundation and get the support for mental health issues, for opioid issues, for these quality of life crimes over there in Atlantic City. Really trying to get that you know, to a point where we are giving people the help that they need, you know, giving them opportunities to get help. And if they don't want the help, you know, they're going to have to deal with the criminal justice system. Yeah. But we have such a team there in place uh, to try to give people the assistance they need. I drive over to Atlantic City now. I can't even believe it. People are, like, running in the middle of the streets and panhandling in some cases. Oh, they had all these homeless living under the boardwalk. The place is just not lit. And so... We are really focused on. I just want to mention too. We had a an opportunity to have lunch with uh, Joe Gingoli this week and Prosecutor Reynolds and Sheriff Scheffler. Looking, we're you now we're trying to get uh, support to expand the Hope Exists Foundation, and it's a great program. Again, going to give people the help they need. We're sitting there at lunch, and Joe Gingoli, who is of course a principal in Hard Rock, you know Gingoli Construction. A guy who I just had an opportunity to meet this year, but just a fabulous guy, so focused on the city and trying to do the right things. And we were sitting there at lunch, and he committed $100,000 just like that to the efforts that we are undertaking for the city of Atlantic City. And so, you know, those types of things, like I said, we have such a team right now and so many people with Mark Giantonio, now head of the Casino Association, uh, operators like Joe Gingoli and the Illich family and Morris Bailey. You know, we had the corporate entities over there, but we have people who care that are operating these this industry, these um, casinos over there. I think we have such an opportunity. We've got to make sure everybody is on the same page because this is our chance. You know, with New York gaming coming, this is our time. we got to get it done. Let me comment on something that, that will then, I think, um make you want to respond to it and then it'll take us to the bottom of the hour and then i want to get into uh another very important topic on the other side of the uh the bottom of the hour break you and will reynolds and all the different partners that you're working with some elected some community leaders that don't have an elected position and all of this nobody cares if somebody is a republican or a democrat Nobody. I, I, I've been getting a lot of updates from a lot of really good friends about people that are meeting. Nobody cares that Eric is a, is a Democrat. Nobody cares that you're a Republican. If everybody gets into this for the best interests 
of our community, then we win, Senator. Without question, Harry, and I made this point when the governor was down this week, you know, people... uh People look at some of the votes, and, uh, you know, I say, I, I don't care. That makes no difference to me, you know, if I'm a Republican, Will Reynolds is an independent, Eric Scheffler is a Democrat. We have meet, been meeting regularly, and we're going to continue to do it because we care about this region, care about what's going on. And I made the point, you know, when the governor was down, we are Atlantic County. This area has always had an independent state senator. You know, Don Guardian and Claire Swift have been absolutely fabulous. I can't say enough about what great teammates they have been. And yet the, the, our ability to just bring people to the table and build a team, I think, has been uh, one of the greatest things that we have been able to do here because we have so many people that are willing to step up, that are engaging and getting involved. Nobody gives one damn about what your political affiliation is, about what your background is, about where you have come from. You know, it does not matter. We are going to do the right things for Atlantic County, and it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what color you are, anything. This is uh, Atlantic County, and we're going to get this thing turned around as it relates to the city of Atlantic City and this region. I want to make a quick comment into the break. If you want to respond to it, you can, and then we'll go to the break. Senator Palestina with us for the hour. This hour is presented on the first Friday of every month in the eight o'clock hour by Palestina and Associates. And for those new to the program, uh, Senator Palestina was doing this program before he even knew that he was going to be running again for office. And we've continued it, uh, obviously, since he's been the senator. There are people that run and they want an office in the worst way. I always say beware of that. You want to find people that don't need the office. You want to find people that are already successful without the office. And you want to find people that are running for the best reasons. So we, we have an expression on this program that there are people that want things in the worst way. And there are people that want things in the best way. You wanted to be senator in the best way. You didn't need it. You're self-made. You're successful. You had served in the legislature. You didn't need it. I knew I knew how good a job you were going to do. I also knew, and I've got hours of tapes and columns that I've written even in advance of his appointment to back me up on this. I knew that Will Reynolds would also be excellent uh, as our Atlanta County prosecutor if he was given the opportunity because he wanted it in the best way. Uh, and I don't do this to, to take a cheap shot uh, at a bad guy, but he is a bad guy and he's doing a terrible job. Uh, and he's self-absorbed, he's self-indulgent, and he's everything that's wrong in elective public service. Marty Small, for his entire adult life almost, has wanted to be mayor of Atlantic City in the worst way. I've given three examples, Senator, and I believe I can back them up in terms of the actions. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. <laughs> Never really thought about it, but he did want to be mayor in the worst way for a long, long time. I mean, he's been over there for 20 years, and you just, you know, you have to shake your head at some of the stuff. He has been there, you know, started out as a city council and then became director. Start, no, started out as school board. School board, and then city council, then director of revenue and finance, and then city council president, and now mayor. He has had... So many titles over there over the last 20 years, whatever it's been, and then he goes out and, you know, can't find money to pave Atlantic Avenue. It's just it is unconscionable what is going on over there. And shuts down an African-American business about four weeks before the NAACP is coming to Atlantic City and really wanted fine African-American cuisine and fine African-American establishments. Uh, This is a bad guy. 
and uh, he doesn't like it when the truth is spoken. But uh, he's been he's he is the, he makes me want Frank Gilliam back. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, certainly a different person in that position right now would be helpful to the efforts that we have going on. So we'll see how everything plays out for the city of Atlantic City again, as I have said many times. You know, and I just said it. I, nobody cares about your political affiliation. Nobody cares about the past. The past is the past. We have work to do in the present and in the future. And I still, you know, welcome sitting down with him, talking to him because he is the mayor of the city. Um, so, you know, that offer is always out there because the past should be checked at the door. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're upset about is done. You're an elected official. You represent, you know, Democrats, Republicans, independents. You re- represent a city that is so important to the region. And so I've always said that, you know, when if he ever wants to talk, I am absolutely willing to talk and we'll uh, give the mayor the respect that he, the position deserves. And so we'll see, you know, as we go forward, if uh, any of the ice ever melts, but the still same situation now where for whatever reason he just does not even want to talk and do good things for the people he represents we're going to be right back senator vince palestina continues senator palestina and i know this without mentioning any names he's working with people on a regular basis that both double and triple crossed him uh in advance of him becoming senator i mean that's the the job is you you win you take the oath of office and you have an obligation to work with the different partners and to do the best that you can for your citizens in no in no normal world only in bizarro world would a mayor of Atlantic City not strive to have a good working relationship with the state senator from district 2 and we have from Farley to Palestina to back that up uh it's just it's always been there it's always been essential fortunately though with the state and with city council being a strong council uh things are not slipping and things are getting better and they need they still need to get a lot better the the city needs to be cleaner and the city needs to be safer and i do believe that the the money that's been uh put aside for the new lighting uh for the new video cameras now, of course, a lot of this stuff, like a shot spotter, it's great technology, but the bang has already happened. So it tells you at 1.48 p.m. the other day, the story that we broke, uh, that two shots were fired. Sad to report, um, there was a published report. Mayor Marty Small told a uh, blogger, bad one at that, both of them bad, uh, that the shooting took place at Tennessee and Atlantic Avenue. When it took place at at uh, South Carolina and Baltic, uh, the mayor, who's the director of public safety, didn't even know where uh, a, a shooting had taken place. That's pretty scary when you think about it. But his priorities are what's the next celebrity that I compose with and the next who knows what uh, gala. Uh, really, uh, it's a, it's a matter of priorities and uh Fortunately, Palestine has got it straight uh, because you're not being served at the local level except for your legislative branch, and uh, they are doing a good job. We'll be back with Senator Palestina right after this. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. 
powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley on Labor Day weekend with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A traffic advisory for this morning, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. in Galloway Township. We have all the details on the app, on the website. We put a piece together with a lot of help uh, from readers and, and friends and family. It was and just great listeners. Things that Atlantic and Cape May County locals do after Labor Day when it's not as crowded. And history was made 40 years ago in Summers Point at Tony Martz. We have the story. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network, I'm Chris Coleman for Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Looks like the next two days will feature lots of sunshine and low humidity, but that will change a bit as we head into the second half of the upcoming holiday weekend. Really nice today. Sunshine, a nice onshore breeze at a high of 83. Just a few clouds tonight, down to 62. Partly sunny tomorrow and 84. Humidity returns by Sunday, and there's a chance of showers and thunderstorms on Labor Day Monday. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile Lap today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Life. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. It is 41 minutes past the hour with Senator Vince Palestina. It's Hurley in the morning. We continue. Obviously, before we get to next year's very consequential legislative races because of the census every 10 years the way that it's all set out you have a two-year term always for the members of the assembly you have a four-year term twice for the senator but then there is the two-year term and of course to do a 10-year census it's it's got to be that way so this just happens to be the two-year term i if i could have if i could have you know forced it I would have loved for Senator Palestina to get a four-year term out of the box. But you, you've been so consequential that I don't think it's going to matter that it was two two-year term out of the box. But before we get – and we'll get there in a moment – before we get to the pivotal state legislative races, because the entire legislature, all 80 assembly seats, all 40 Senate seats, all will be up next year and, of course, a lot of other – important elections down ballot this is also senator a very important election in 67 days oh without question harry of course we have uh here we have congressman van drew who is uh, up who will win re-election easily uh as we all know that you know the dis- his district got better his congressional district so he's going to win easily amy gatto and rich days you know are going to win re-election to the commissioner board Handily, uh, you know, you don't even know who their opponents are. Haven't seen them, haven't heard from them. And then we have Vern Macon, you know, running in District One against Ernest Corsi. And Vern Macon is going to surprise a lot of people. Do very, very, very well. And uh, you know, she has a path to pull that off. Even though you would think traditionally, you know, with Atlantic City being Democratic, that being a bigger portion of the district, that Ernest would have the be the favorite going into it. With everything going on, and Vern is working extremely hard 
and you know the rest of that district being Ventnor, Margate, Longport, and a portion of EHT. Vern has a path to victory, and we're going to do everything we can to support her. And of course, in South Jersey, we have some other big elections this year. I think the biggest, you know, of which is Gloucester County, because Gloucester County has been democratically controlled for twenty some odd years. Uh, big part of the Camden machine comes out of Gloucester County. You know, Steve Sweeney's there. I think he's in the back of the commissioner meeting still. You know, even though he lost his election last year. And uh, Republicans have a shot to take over Gloucester County this year, and we're doing very well out there. You know, and Don Purdy, Atlanta County Chairman, and I have been uh, supportive of the efforts to try to get Republicans the assistance they need out there. Cumberland County control is also up, and so you know, Chairman Senator Testa has a tremendous opportunity in Cumberland County to take over control of that commissioner board. And so in South Jersey, as we've seen this trend, Republicans are poised to do extremely well. And if we do extremely well this year, it's going to bode very well for next year. And I, you know, if you're going to be in a two-year term, you want it to be right now with everything this president's got screwed up down in Washington. Uh, you can't. I mean, you even start talking about some of the stuff going on down there with the inflation, with gas prices, with food prices, with the migrant crisis, you know, the wars overseas. It's just unbelievable the damage that he has done to this country in the 18 or so odd months he has been there. I mean, remember, 2 percent. We'll get the break in because we ran long in the uh, prior segment. Then we'll have 10 minutes uninterrupted. We had 2 percent inflation. We were energy independent and a net oil exporter. Now we have the president begging countries and in some cases countries who don't like us very much to help us i mean it is it is everything senator that you just said when we come back i want to give you the floor to talk about how very important next year's state legislative races are i mean you talk about all the progress could be undone like that we'll be back with senator palestina i am Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, it's Tom P. Join me for Rack and Fin Radio tomorrow morning at 5. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, that's a good one right there. That's a great one. Tom P. Uh, 5 a.m. tomorrow. That's one of the last things I do in my broadcast week is promote Tom and John DeMassey and Carmen Murata and the Murata's. What an event they have tonight. Summers Point, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band will be talking about that uh, with Don coming up in about 15 minutes. And also right from Summers Point, they'll be whisked to this event with Sylvester and Frank Stallone at Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City. What a big, big Labor Day weekend it's going to be. Senator Palestina, let me give you an opportunity to comment after this election cycle. You, it's hard to believe you'll be in an election re-election year. Uh, how important are these New Jersey legislative races next year? They're just so important. You know, as I said, uh, when we were doing, talking about the budget and stuff, uh, next year we're going to have an opportunity to take control of the legislature. Republicans haven't had control of the legislature for 20-plus years either. You know, Democrats have been running it. Uh, for a long, long time. Next year, with the new legislative map and with everything going on, we finally have an opportunity. We need to pick up five seats in the Senate and uh, like eight seats in the Assembly. And there is a path with some of these districts to do that. And so hopefully this year, like I just said, with some of the county races down here, you know, that Camden organization, which was so strong 
for so long is now in a much weaker position. You know, the Murphy Democrats don't like them, don't get along with them. The Middlesex Democrats have really, you know, taken control on the Democratic side in state politics, and the Camden organization has been very much weakened at this point. And if they lose Gloucester and they lose Cumberland, some of these county races down here, you know, they are going to have to fight extremely hard to even try to come back because of everything happening. So, you know, we know we have these elections next year. You know, it's in the back of our mind. We're raising money and doing the things that are going to put us in a position to be successful. But honestly, it's kind of cliche, Harry, and you see what we're doing and how we're operating. I don't worry about it. I, you know, I'm just going to do the job. And that, that's my thing with some of these Democrats. You know, many of them are awesome. Some of them, like Mike Suleman, just want to worry about next year already. I, I don't care. It is going to be what it is. Whatever will happen will happen. As it stands now, you know, I'm the senator until January of 2024, and I'm going to do the best job I can uh, for that time. And so I don't worry about it. You know, you know it's there. And I'm actually happy that I get to run right back with Don and Claire next year, you know, for the legislative district, too, because they are just great teammates and i'm looking forward to the campaign and looking forward to letting the people know what we have gotten done and what we have accomplished but as it stands right now uh, we're just getting the job done and that's the only thing we can do is just do our job every single day the office is fabulous you know we have eht office open we have the atlantic city office open fully staffed able to help people constituent service is something that we pride ourselves on and we are helping so many people with so many things every single day that is what our focus is going to be all right this is not going to be hard because i mean unlike our president last night who was screaming at america trashing half of america you actually have a record of accomplishment describe the progress in district two under palestina guardian and swift leadership it's been fabulous and and you know i said it many times don and claire are great there are um tremendous representatives uh for this district you know we have gotten so many things done you start with all the appointments as we've talked about that you just you can't imagine how important it was to get some of these people in place and we have you know we're talking about the crda representation we've had people nominated to the sjta we have people nominated to the stockton uh, university board and so just from an appointment standpoint we as i said when i got in there this is going to be about atlantic county and we are focused on getting atlantic county people involved in these positions then you talk about some of the things we've been able to accomplish with the budget you know stockton university getting the most money in the history of the university so critical to the future of atlantic city and galloway township but really with what they have going on in atlantic city transforming that south end of the city you know students there now with this live work learn program able to stay through the summer just so critical to support stockton you know for the future and for the um future of Atlantic City. We're also you know, working very closely now with Atlantic Care, Stockton and Atlantic Care, both uh, big parts of Atlantic City. And so we're working uh, with Lori Herndon, the CEO of Atlantic Care. She happened, she was able to come out this past Monday because Atlantic Care is another great partner for the city and going to be a great partner with the sheriff with Hope Exists. So those relationships are continuing to be built. You know, we got more money for the Aviation Research Park. We're talking about the traffic situation around the Shore Mall. Of course, we're going to have the biggest property tax rebate program in history. We had energy receipts tax money, which has previously 
actually taken by the state, returned to the municipalities. We have a number of other transportation improvements that have been funded. We just got the dredging done of St. George's thoroughfare when the DOT initially said, you know, they weren't going to do it till 2024. It just got done, completed, and we had the Zoom call yesterday with the DOT. And so there are so many things that uh, that we have been able to get accomplished. I think from Don, Claire, and I, we are just so happy with the first uh, 10 months or whatever it's been here and really looking forward to what comes, you know, over the next year and whatever it is till this term ends and hopefully starting another one in 2024. Senator, here's another. And uh, by the way, it just came to me that uh, you didn't know that question was coming and you certainly have a command of what you're doing and what you have done. And it was impressive to listen to that to that narrative. And that's a lot. It's a lot of accomplishments in, in that amount of time. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, if you had uh, said to me a year ago, you know, put the list down, this is everything you're going to have done, I, I would have been, uh, I would probably would have been shocked. Because- and you throw in there uh, the prosecutor and also your success in the judiciary in Atlanta County. Yeah, and some of the people on the judiciary are really loving it. Uh, we got four people fully uh, confirmed. We have Ralph Pallone nominated. Hopefully we get back in the fall, get him confirmed, and they are all loving it. You know, I've had an opportunity to go out for the swearing-ins and talk to the people we put on there, and uh, we have a ceremonial uh, swearing-in ceremony. I think it's uh, October 27th, and so, you know, have a, hopefully have an opportunity to take some photos with the judicial class of 2022. They are fabulous and uh, really looking forward to being able to work with them in our judiciary as we move forward. Jorge Coombs, Michelle Perry Thompson, Steve Scheffler, uh, Jeff Wilson already on there, and Ralph Pallone, like I said, nominated and hopefully confirmed soon. Great group of people doing great things for the judiciary. Of course, you know, another one we got done, you know, whatever push we could help with was uh, our assignment judge, Mike Blee. You know, again, Local guy knows the area, knows the people. You know, just ruled on the pilot legislation in the city of Atlantic City, and you know he is very excited about the uh, people he's gotten in the judiciary. And uh, we're in good shape in Atlantic County once again, one of the best judiciaries in the entire state. Senator Palestina, as we often say on your show, it really goes very, very fast. We're in the two-minute drill, just over two minutes, and I know this is a concern of yours, and you know it's a very big concern of mine regarding the local economy during the up coming shoulder and off-season months. Uh, it's something that bears watching. Your comment? It does. It's kind of always the issue here. You know, we have uh, great summers and we had great weather this summer, and so the casinos have done very well. You know, we'll see how this pilot stuff plays out. I did, you know, one of the dumb things I think the administration is doing is with this uh, pilot litigation. I just don't get it. I, you know, I even offered this week to go talk to the county and Denny Levinson again, uh, to try to mediate this thing and try to build some consensus so we can, you know, get out of the litigation and come up with legislation that makes sense for everyone. Because you saw this week, Judge Blee ruled that, you know, it's unconstitutional what was done at the end of last year because there was no benefit to the taxpayers. And so uh, I just don't get why they are so committed to this, legisl- uh, to this litigation. It just makes no sense. We got to get beyond that, build consensus. You know, the casinos have to be supported and the pilot needs to continue uh, because they need some certainty, and that is a big part of what we have to do going forward. But kind of this way with the off season, uh, we got to, again, 
reinvest, redevelop the city of Atlantic City, clean it up, light it up, get more officers on the street. We're going to the Casino Association next week. We're meeting with the security staffs at the individual casinos because, you know, at this point in time, we have so many people in that police department. We are not in a position from a revenue perspective to get any more officers. Not being rude, just letting you know, 30 seconds, just a quick time check. Go. We need to supplement what's going on with some of the security forces from the casinos. So those conversations go on. We're going to continue to talking, continue to meeting. And, again, a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, but good things happening for this region. Very excited to be a part of it. Well, you should be. And uh, do you ever have a moment? I wish we had time to develop this. Do you ever have a moment to look in the rearview mirror and think about how much has gotten done? Just when you recite some of it, it probably you even get surprised and say, wow. But in the time that we have, let me just wish you and Carolyn, Vinny, Dominic, and Cole a great Labor Day weekend. Uh, you work incredibly hard for us, and uh, I enjoy our time together, Senator. You as well, Harry. Have a great uh, Labor Day weekend, and we'll touch base with you after we get through the holiday and start talking about some of the things we need to get done in the off season here. Look forward to it. Identical DNA in the House next. WGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Yippee. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Well, to quote Barry Manilow, looks like we made it. It is six minutes past the hour. It's Labor Day weekend in the world's playground, and we'll try to save a moment at the end to pump up Tom P., John DeMassey, and uh, Carmen Murata for their weekend live and local uh, shows tomorrow, uh, but also to uh, wish everyone a great Labor Day weekend. And I can tell you, because I've spoken to a number of key Atlantic City shareholders, it's going to be a great weekend in Atlantic City. Can you say great day? It is going to be a great weekend in Atlantic City and really for the uh, the entire state. It's going to be magnificent. Let me go to my Dark Sky app and then we will bring on my identical twin brother. Let's see Dark Sky, which I understand you now have to pay for. I've had this for probably a decade, maybe longer. I love it. All right. Um, oh, this is going to be fantastic. There's, there's no rain in the forecast. I think it was Senator Palestina who said it. This is a beautiful, beautiful weekend. We've been busy here this morning. It's the first time I've even taken a look. I've heard Chris talking about the weather all morning. This is fantastic. Zero percent chance of rain today. 81 degrees for the high. Zero percent chance of rain tomorrow. 82 degrees for the high. 98% chance that it won't rain on Sunday, 84 degrees for the high. And there is a 31% chance of rain on Monday, but it's not even really being listed as a rain day. Tuesday, 49%. Uh, let's see. Monday. Now, this is strange. I went to the hourly, and there's not a single moment where dark sky projects that there will be any rain yet there is somehow a 31 percent chance that it could rain but 
I think this is going to be glorious. Let me check one thing and then we'll get done. Let's see here. Let me go to... I like to check the wind too. Let me go to tomorrow. I'll just pick 12 noon tomorrow. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be really good. There's not going to be a lot of wind, which is how I like it. Give me one second here. Let me pick. I'm going to pick 2 p.m. Seven mile an hour wind out of the east. It's going to be just glorious. That's how I like my wind. Just a whisper of it. I don't need it to be still with nothing, but just a nice little breeze. All right, here are the rules. Every so often, we try to do it at least one hour a week. We have a mental health break. We turn off all the hot talk, all the serious, pressing things that um, have people you know crazy right now and stressed out. And we just try to have fun. And that's what we're going to do. So why not go to the man that stole my nutrients for nine months to Don P. Hurley? Good morning, Don. <laughs> Hey, good morning, Harry, uh, to you and your listeners. Always a pleasure, any chance to get with you and your great listeners, Harry. Do you think that's uh, under? Do you think that is well understood when I say you stole my nutrients for nine months? Uh, do you think that's an obvious uh, comment? Because I once in a while have to have to explain it. Well, I could say you stole mine, but I, I choose to believe there was enough to go around for the two of us. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. No, 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 no. I, I agree. And it's a, it's a joke. So you did, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really feel that way. But do you think that comment is understood or does it require explanation? Oh, no, it's funny. I don't think it requires any. Okay. Because it is, this happened to say, wait a minute, what do you mean nine months? You're like 60 years old. What, what do you mean nine months? I said, well, we were in utero. We were, we were, we were not born yet. They stole my nutrients for nine months. Ah, oh, I got it. All right. So anyhow. Uh, let's go back. We'll go chronological order. John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. And what I understand was the best attended concert of the Atlantic City summer season. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah, I think with, at least that I saw, Harry, without question, it was just people just up and down the boardwalk. You know, you know what it is, Harry? John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, even if you don't know them, which, you know, so many people do know them. But even if you didn't know them. When they play, it's just, it's something different, Harry. It's just, there is such an energy about it. They played for two and a half hours. It was, it was nonstop when they were done. They seemed like they wanted to play even longer. You know, there's no curfew in Atlantic City. So, uh, it went long into the night, but, um, I mean, that concert just, did not get over till 11 o'clock, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was 11 o'clock. And, and, uh, you know, they played for two and a half hours right after, you know, there was a great, uh, act before i don't even want to call him an opening act because papa john gross this legend blues player from new orleans his band uh they they opened the show uh it's like that it's like kind of like that part two of eddie and the cruisers and they said you're you're too good to be an opening act you know papa john gross you know and it's like beaver brown tonight john cafferty and beaver brown would be the opening act for frank stallone they're they're nobody's opening act either it's just they're they're stars and great players but uh well you you, ha you have nights where there's co-headliners almost i mean they're yeah they're not an opening act yeah now 
I remember I always think of it, and it always cracks me up when Matthew Lawrence says, we can't be great. We're just some guys from Jersey. I just, I love that. But Eddie Wilson wanted to be great and, and in fact, was great. Oh, yeah. But, of course, behind the curtain, as I wrote in my column that's up at the uh, on the app and at WPGtalkradio.com, we talk about the fact that behind the scenes, behind the curtains, that was not Eddie and the Cruisers. That was not Eddie Wilson. That was not Michael Paré. That was John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. That is true, Harry. And without John Cafferty and Beaver Brown, there's no Eddie and the Cruisers. Because the thing that works is it's a great story. P.F. Klug wrote a great story. You know, he wrote the book, Eddie and the Cruisers, with a little bit, you know, it's, it's if, you, if you get the book someday, get it online. You can get it on a Kindle. If you, it's very hard to find. I have the original copy I bought 40 years ago, whatever it was. But uh, it's a great story, and it's different. You know, they, so the uh, Martin Davidson and the creators of the film, they took the sort of the nuts and bolts of the book, but really made it a very interesting story, you know, with a twist. And so even the music, you know, uh, there was there was a mention of On the Dark Side, you know, in the story, On the Dark Side. Because John Cafferty had already written, he'd already written Tender Years and Wild Summer Nights. They were their songs. Beaver Brown, they had a regional hit going with it. It was a double-sided 45. I mean, one of the greatest, go get that someday. Get that 45 and hear the original version of uh, Wild summer nights and tender years just timeless beautiful songs and it shows you how hard it is we talked about this the other night with john it's so hard to break through because they had great material they were a great live act and it really wasn't obviously until eddie and the cruisers and even when it came out of the movie theater harry i'm probably one of the few people that's ever seen that in a movie theater because it came and went so quickly its popularity happened over the years well, it happened with HBO, Harry. What happened, it, it, it was released at exactly the wrong time. It came out after summer. Eddie and the Cruisers was like a summer movie. You know, you think of the summer, the shore, a great bar band, you know, these guys trying to make it. And it's a summer story, you know, and it should have come out in the summer. I think it would have done much better. You know, it would have had a, a more uh, impacting reach in the theaters. But what happened uh, in the early 80s, HBO, Harry, was kind of fledgling. You know, they're coming up and about, and they picked this movie to highlight it. And from there, it was off to the races. It, 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 uh, the soundtrack from Eddie the Cruisers, which had received some attention, became a multi-platinum album, still selling millions of records. It's it's incredible. It's, just, it's one of those vehicles that just keeps going. And here we are talking about it 40 years later, almost to the day. Yeah, that's what was so neat. And last week when we had the opportunity to interview Michael Toons and Toons, and or I guess that was the week before, and last week, John Cafferty himself. Now, for those who are going to go to Summer's Point tonight or have tickets to uh, Frank Stallone, Sly Stallone, and John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, do they do – I don't know what they're going to do with um, Frank Stallone, but when they're doing their thing, whether it was up at Kennedy Plaza – uh, in the recent past, a couple days ago, and now what they'll be doing tonight in Summers Point. Do they have a whole section of the concert that becomes like Eddie and the Cruisers and they do a gold rush of all of them? Or do they mix them uh, all throughout? Or do I dare say, I don't think they do, but I get very disappointed when you go to a concert and it's like the artist purposely doesn't play 
the songs you came to hear. I like it when I go to a concert and and the talent says, and don't worry, we're playing all the songs you came to hear. And everybody goes bananas. Don, you know you've you know you've had it, and I've had it, and I don't go to as many concerts as you do, where I go to a concert. They didn't play one song I wanted to hear. I mean, they're all good. I mean, and I like, you know, and that's why I went. But don't you think that they got to give them what they want? Well, you do, Harry. You know, case in point, you remind me of a story. This was uh, I was still working in the police department, so I was assigned to work the concert details a lot. So I doing security at the stage. My buddy Billy Pollock and I, my old partner, we're working right at the stage. John Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Loving Spoonful, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, you know, he's playing and he won't play anything, you know, but new stuff, right? So he comes up to the edge of the stage and he looks at me and says, you know, of all people, he's asking the policeman, what's going on? I said, what's going on? I said, play something they know. I said, what are you doing? You know, I just gave it to him hard. He goes, well, what do you want me to do? I said, play Welcome Back, Cotter. I said, go play Welcome Back and watch this place go nuts and get this show going, will you? And he turns around hadn't played it and he said i i after the show we talked about it hadn't played it in years the place goes bananas there's thousands of people harry lined up around gardner's basin finally it got the show kicked off and you know so i think what happens you know the, the artists of course they don't want to live in the past harry 30 40 years ago all the time no but what they what they need to do though and i know you're getting there and you you you've gotten there with with that narrative they need to play the stuff that everybody came to hear, and then they get to say, and here's a new song that we want to you know, take a test drive. We want you to hear this new song we're doing, uh, and I think that way nobody minds hearing the new stuff as long as you give them what they came to hear. Exactly. And that's the balance. You know, you got to give them a little bit of everything. And what's great is then the new stuff feathers in really nicely. So but let me just tell you, with John Cafferty and the Beaver Round Band, you'll never be disappointed. They're going to play the songs you came to hear. And this this year in particular, they've got some great new songs, Harry. There's going to be some new. I think it's going to come. We talked about it uh, just on Wednesday with John. There's going to be some new material later next year from Beaver Brown and uh, for the first time in several years. So so I'm not aware of their play set. Uh, since um, Mystic Island, Connecticut got to be, I don't even know, 25 years ago, something like that. Maybe, let's see, Kristen, I don't want to give a woman's age, but she's 39. Yeah, I would say 25 years ago. Uh, do they do they do a whole Eddie and the Cruisers part, or do you want to keep you want to keep it a little bit suspenseful? Well, no, I, I think you're going to hear everything you came to hear and more. I mean, and here's what's so great. Their takes on certain songs, like John will throw in a, you know, uh, a Dion song or, or something. I'm trying to remember from Wednesday night. It was a great classic uh, rock and roll oldie from the 60s. And Beaver Brown did their take on it. So you, you'll be surprised. You know, you, you'll be familiar. And it's just a great experience. And you'll get, you know... 75 minutes tonight in summer's point uh which is actually abbreviated for them you know uh because there there are two there's great things happening uh the tony mart all-stars harry who are let's let's do this hold it right there we're going to get the break in we'll come right back and then we will not be uh compressed for time it's 20 minutes past the hour we continue our discussion if you're just joining the program we turn off uh, try to do it once a week for an hour we turn off all the nonsense all the hot talk all the serious problems and all these other things that do nothing but stress people out. 
and then we try to have just a fun, what I call mental health break. And we talk about fun things, entertainment, obviously with it being Labor Day weekend and some incredible talent that's coming into the world's playground, WPG, uh, such as John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band appearing not once, but twice in one night. That is a cool, that's a cool thing. They're going to remember this night and they're going to know just a couple of nights before that, they did a whole nother two and a half hour concert in Atlantic City. Uh, so if you haven't had the opportunity to see John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band, they are, they're world class. They're, they're fantastic. And what I wrote about, and I'm not, I'm struck by it, but I knew it already because, you know, we've, we've been in touch. But John Cafferty is 72 and performs like a teenager. Two and a half hours, rocking it. And, and what they do is not, is not easy. There's a lot of energy, a lot of movement. You've got tunes, Michael Antunes, on the saxophone at age 82. He looks like he's 60. I mean, it's it's remarkable. That's why I, I in an interview that I did, I think yesterday, I talked about, um, I believe the music does keep you young. Conductors and, and singers and musicians. Uh, and, and by the way, not a moment too soon because we've lost another year in America the average life expectancy is down to like 76 years. It was getting all the way up close to 80. And there are countries where it is over 80, 82. We're going the other way right now. Doesn't make sense. We have the most vaccines. We have the best health care. I mean, I, I, I do think there's this obesity problem that's that's epidemic and some other things. And, of course, that then spirals you into all kinds of problems diabetes and other things but we're going the wrong direction i know we're coming out of a pandemic but so is the rest of the world and i can't remember i heard the list the other day there was a country at 82 years average life expectancy that's that's fantastic and we were well over 70 i think it was like 78 for men 79 for women and we're down now to 76 that's uh that's not good that's no go If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's Hurley in the Morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, right to the wire here. I was just, I, you ever think one way, and all of a sudden, the whole script gets flipped. Uh, I talked to Don off air about whether or not I could go tonight, and uh, it's hanging in the balance right now. Wow. This is... Uh, Hey, Dom, we might be in the house after all. Well, you know my motto, Harry, whenever in doubt, go to the show. Yeah. You'll never regret it. That's you only a, regret what you don't do, not what you do. Now, this is a great comment. Whenever in doubt, go to the show. Yeah, I like that. It's a good one. All right, so you, go- were, you were about to uh, get into something that I knew would take a little bit of time. So uh, time is yours. 
Well, Harry, where we were, I, do me a favor, refresh me because I, I want to figure I, where we left off. I think you were going to talk about what was going to be happening tonight because you've got uh, not only Summers Point, but then you have Atlantic City. I think that's what you were going to get into. Yeah, okay. So, you know, what? it's really funny, too, because uh, there's something really interesting about this whole – I just love this whole project, Eddie and the Cruisers, you know. And I knew the band before I knew the movie. And when I, I saw it, because I happened to be in a, in a club in Rhode Island a long time ago, and they had this – I was telling you, this double-sided record, which was Tender Years, a little bit different. Well, actually, that was pretty faithful version. But Wild Summer Nights was a little different than you hear in the movie. But uh, but the nuts and bolts are there. You know, it just had a little bit different uh, – uh, I want to say, like, just a little different beat to it. But in any event – very popular record, regional hit, sold more than 10,045s back then in, in 1980 it was. So, but the interesting thing is now, we can talk about this later, how it all came about, because it was really, you know, sort of a long shot that John Cafferty's music became the voice, of, because they had a whole, the Davidsons, the producers, the whole production of Eddie and the Cruisers had a whole different sort of a, a doo-wop theme in mind and thank god they brought in kenny vance who is famous from the planetones your your audience will know and also he's one of the original uh founding members of jay and the americans kenny vance was the musical supervisor yeah the musical supervisor for saturday night live the original one hey by the way without you cannot and and not that you would but i'm going to let our listeners in on we're not going to use the internet when we come back, Don, after the bottom of the hour break, and because we have the extra six minutes, we can still take a couple of minutes here. We'll break it about 32 minutes past. It's 29 minutes past the hour now. Suspension of all the usual uh, hot topics and serious discussions that we have and interviews, long-form interviews and so on, uh, in favor of once a week for one hour. And I try to make it the last hour on Friday. We've been we've been hitting it pretty good, uh, the target. Uh, just turning all that off and you know hopefully we're all i'm starting to feel it when you do what i do i really don't start thinking about um the weekend during the program because i know i've got certain things i want to get done so i'm starting to feel like it's labor day weekend even for me uh i'm looking forward to i do have a couple of things i need to do today i'm going to write one more piece of digital content and then i'm going to try to uh work maybe about eight hours this weekend on our upcoming charity dinner but um after the break don i want to talk about people in music that have been famous for more than one group i'm not going to be nearly as accomplished as i think you will be on this but i have a couple i think i have a one major one that so i'm going to get to go first because if you take mine i might not have a second uh, but I think that's pretty cool, though, because you're mentioning someone that that's almost to me, that's like lightning in a bottle strikes twice, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And it's, it's so rare. And sort of where I was going with this, Harry, was, you know, John Cafferty is so original. He's so unique. No one ever calls him Eddie Wilson. You know, this character that voice came out of on the big screen. It's very interesting to me, you know, because. So many people get identified with a character, you know, and that song, those songs are so strong and it's coming out of this guy that's doing it, by the way, a great job. Maybe it's a lot of it's maybe due to Michael Paré's ability to lip sync because he did it better than, in my opinion, than anyone ever in the history of I, film. I have to agree with I have to agree with you. 
I, I mean, that that is a that's a daunting statement. But I think you're right about that, because when I watch that and, you know, some of that is really fast, fast licks and really complicated lyrics even. And he's on he's on point. He really is. All right, we'll take the break. When we come back, it might be a very short segment because I I don't know many, uh, but I know at least one. And it's epic, the one I'm going to share. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of these people that have actually had great careers. I can think now I can think of, uh, I think, a second. And and Don, we're not going to get to cheat the easy way out. Somebody that's part of a, a famous group. But then they they go off on their own. Like I'll give you an example. The Commodores, when Lionel Richie spins off and he becomes superstar, you know, on his own. Uh, I'm not counting that. I mean, it does count because it's two different things. But I, I'm, I'm expressly talking about people that had two bands, two whole different groups or more even. I can't think of anybody with three, but... I can think of at least one person with two. When we come back, we continue our discussion. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, Early in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back. All right, so we did talk a little bit during the break, and I do concur Uh, If you were part of a group and you spin off, we're going to count that because that you can't ignore the greatness of two separate careers. If if you're if you're great enough that you are maybe the lead singer of a great band, a great group, and then you go off on your own and you're a superstar like that. I gave the example. So there is one out on the floor. All right. So I get the first one. And this is uh, this is a great joy. Uh, for me, it's a personal uh, right of privilege because I, I'm, I don't know how many people you think about it. 350 million Americans. How many people in America do you think have met Paul McCartney? Now, it's crazy because he's performed for 60 years, whatever it is. Uh, so it's a lot of people. But in, in reality, it's not a lot of people. And then when you factor in that we had about 45 minutes uh, in a room with only uh, his photographer and the mayor of Atlantic City, the great Lorenzo Langford, uh, makes it even more special. So my favorite Beatle has always been – that's the reason I got to meet him because Mayor Langford knew that Paul McCartney was my absolute favorite Beatle and my singular most favorite musical performer vocalist. Uh, even though Chicago by a whisker is my favorite band – Beatles are a close second. So anyhow, I'm gonna going to submit. You're gonna you're gonna really do well in this. I'm not gonna do so well in it, but I'll, I'll give it I'll give it all I've got. So I'm gonna get to start because if I go second, you know that 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 could really be a problem for me. <laughs> so I am submitting. Paul McCartney is a member of the Beatles, and Paul McCartney when he formed Wings, and I urge people that take the Wings portion of the McCartney portfolio for granted and don't think that there is a a substantial body of work there. Uh, I reacquainted myself with with the catalog. It's incredible, Don. 
incredible. And I think oh, sometimes yeah, people get mixed sure. up a little bit on Beatles and Wings, and they forget which is which. Uh, so yeah. that is, I, I think, undoubtedly, would you put would you put that example as the top of the Mount Rushmore of people that have done what we're talking about this segment? Yeah, I mean, it's it's right there, Harry. I mean, I'm thinking, uh, you know, Graham Nash and David Crosby, they, they hit the exact, you know, each uh, Graham Nash with the Hollies. If you remember, of course, the Hollies just bus stop and all the stuff they did in England. And Right, uh, but you wouldn't put them ahead of Paul McCartney, the Beatles and Wings, though, would you? I would not put them ahead, but, but you're talking about Mount Rushmore. There's usually a few heads. So no, we're going to say we're going to what we're going to do is we're going to do our own Mount Rushmore. So there's only room for four. And, and what that means is each one of them will be two, you know, two time bands or uh, or a band and a single um, uh, performer. All right. So your first item is which? I would probably say um, the one that came to my head first uh, was Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton was with. In fact, he did it three times. Uh, he's the he's the first guy ever inducted three times in, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the Yardbirds, Cream, Derek, and the Dominoes. All right, I would I I would have thought of 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 him because I knew he did it at least twice. I didn't know he did it three times, but I wouldn't have been able to say the name of all the groups. That's a that's a really good one. But again, now I, I say right now, McCartney is on Mount Rushmore right now. Let's put out other entries. And then we'll decide what the other three are. If you agree with me that McCartney definitely is going to be one, uh, what the other three are as we go. The order is not going to be our Mount Rushmore uh, necessarily. Now, I'm going to submit, and you would have picked up on this, um, I think, maybe next. You've met him. Uh, you know him. You like him. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's incredible. I'm going to submit Eric Carmen. Great, great choice. He was on my list. Yeah, uh, I, I knew he would you know, be. Now, again, yeah, just one group, of course. And well, that was, well, but we said that qualifies now. We've got the, the Raspberries, yeah. correct? Yeah, and he actually had another group, Harry. Eric Harmon founded Cyrus Erie, a, a group out of Ohio, which was the sort of the, the precursor to the Raspberries. Uh, he's absolutely epic, Harry. I mean, his, just his song, All By Myself, alone, yeah. Yeah. you know. is. Yeah, it, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what happened, though. You know who dunked on him, though? Celine Dion dunked on Eric Carmen because I loved Eric Carmen's version of All By Myself. And I don't know if you agree. And I would urge everyone listening right now, whatever search engine you use, uh, go and get it. Celine Dion did a concert, I believe the year is 2014. And... It is the most remarkable version, live performance of All By Myself that I have ever heard. And in fact, it really caused her to curse uh, David Foster, but she loves him for it because he tormented her into that big note that she holds. Uh, Now, see if my twin brother agrees with me. Am I correct that Celine Dion outsings Eric Carmen on his signature song. Well, I mean, you know what it is for me, Harry? It's just, they're just two different things. I can't, I like Eric Carmen's version for what it is, and I loved her version. And you know what? If you listen to my friend Eddie Edwards, by the way, the Edwards uh, twins, 
and he sounds as good as Celine Dion singing Celine Dion. It's incredible. It's a, if, you, if you can't find it, there's a clip on my Facebook page, Don P. Hurley. Go just search Eddie Edwards and listen to what he did in Atlantic City a couple of weeks ago because you close your eyes and you think it's Celine Dion or Barbara Streisand. He sings better than Barbara Streisand today. He's so good. Well, that's, that's, uh, I, yeah. I did watch I watched the, um, the 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 videos that you put up, and he is. We've, as you know, we've had the twins in studio, and they're they're awesome people. All right, so uh, somehow, some way, I, I thought of two. It's your turn. Uh, okay, left off with Eric Clapton. Yeah, okay, let's see. Uh, I, I'll go with Jimmy Page, Harry. Jimmy Page of. Again, the Yardbirds with Eric Clapton, and how about Led Zeppelin? Jimmy Page, wow. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer twice. Wow, uh, one of the greatest guitar players in the universe, if not the greatest. But not on so, Mount Rushmore, right? Well, I mean, I, for many, he would be. I think you know the Led Zeppelin. Think about it. I mean, how many groups? When you really think, you know, see the thing is, when you have the Beatles, for instance, we're not even talking about George Harrison, who. Had he wanted to write, it's really, it's, 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 it's remarkable how things, uh, happen. But even McCartney, you look at some interviews through the years and he'll even say, you know, we didn't realize how great he was. You know, we were so busy, you know, John and I writing together. We're so busy. I mean, here was this guy. And if you think of the volume, Harry, because Lennon and McCartney wrote a lot of songs, hundreds, hundreds of songs. George Harrison wrote, a fraction of them, but so many of them are extraordinarily great. Hey, Don, I'm, so, in sh- I'm in shock right here. I can't even believe it. I didn't think this was even possible. I have three more, what would they be called, exemplars? I have three more examples. I can't believe it, but they just came to me. Uh, let's get the uh, final break in. We're going to be right back. It is my turn next. I'm ready to go. Uh, no cheating. I'm not. That's not for you, Don. That's for the audience to understand. We're not going to look up. You got to know it or you don't know it. And I just think it's a lot more fun doing it that way. I can't believe it. I have three more. They just came to me out of nowhere. I didn't know if I would have more than one when this started. You've inspired me. All right. With Don, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. You like WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Hey, if you're looking for a new rifle or shotgun, I love this company and highly recommend Henry Repeating Arms. Their website, henryusa.com. They've got more than 200 models that you can choose from, plus new releases that they have throughout the year. Now, Henry's coming a wide variety of calibers, 22s up to long-distance hunting rounds, and there's so many different finishes to choose from. Now, they only use the best grades of genuine American walnut for their stocks, and I also like that they're made in America by a family-owned business that gives you a lifetime warranty. They have affordable models starting as low as 250 bucks. They have collectible editions that I love that are splurge-worthy, even up to 3000 bucks. many options in between. You start by ordering their free catalog by going to their website, henryusa.com. They'll mail it with two free decals and a list of dealers where you live. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog, free decals, henryusa.com. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
And we are back. All right, I'm sandbagging two right now. One is mine and one comes from an esteemed colleague who, who was just right on it with one that I know I would not have thought of but is absolute genius and an amazing, amazing talent. So I, I, I'm going to get that in here as well. All right, we're going to do this for about another six or seven minutes and then we're going to go back and plug what's happening in Summers Point tonight, which is going to be epic and what will be happening in Atlantic City tonight involving John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. And if you want to catch up on it, go to the app or go to the website, WPGTalkRadio.com. And we have a really nice piece with comments from John Cafferty, comments from Michael Antunes, comments from David Wilson. It's kind of fun. Tom and Jerry. Did you know that? No. Oh, my God. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Garfunkel. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were originally known as Tom and Jerry, not to be confused with the, uh, the cat and mouse, you know, the cartoon. They were Tom and Jerry. That's, that's just a little little trivia. But the Simon and Garfunkel is a lot better, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I would I would say uh, they got it right on the on the second try, without a doubt. All right, Harry. Let's let's go with this one. You ready? Every member of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young is in the Hall of Fame twice. You have, of course, we said earlier Graham Nash with the Hollies, great as they are, uh, and Crosby, Stills and Nash, the original three. David uh, Crosby with the birds first, Harry, who we saw at Steel Pier many, many years ago in the year 1967 uh, on the Steel Pier in Atlantic City uh, with the birds, David Crosby and uh, Neil Young with uh, Buffalo Springfield. You remember them? I'm sure, Harry. And that's uh, he and Stephen Stills, original members of Buffalo Springfield. Stephen Stills, of course, a founding member of Crosby, Stills and Nash. And, uh, you have Neil Young himself. So that's four of the group are in twice. All right, good. Let's make him like really gold rushes because I now have thought of a couple of more. Uh, how about Michael Jackson? Jackson 5, great. It's great Michael one. Jackson. I, that Now, he is definitely on Mount Rushmore. Can we just agree to that? Oh, of course. Yes. Absolutely. All right, so we have Paul McCartney, Beatles and Wings. We have Michael Jackson, and the Jackson Five, they're two of the four spots. We'll do this democratically. We'll, you know, I'm not trying to just jam mine in, but I don't know how that. How, I don't know how that can't be so. All right, what's your next one? I, I probably have to throw you. Know, you know, because you got to get all the Beatles now. Ringo Starr. He he is a solo inductee to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yes. as well as a uh, obviously a group member of the Beatles. Do we agree or disagree? I'm going to say he's not on the Mount Rushmore, though. Well, yeah, with the Beatles, of course, but uh, it, but it's interesting, you know. People, he has a volume of material there. If you really look at it, he does, and he he still goes really strong today. If you if you see Ringo Starr today, and in fact, people have an opportunity later this month in September at the Hard Rock, uh, you know, take these opportunities. We talk about it. Oh, in fact, we opened the show talking about it. Go to the show, see it, because I don't know how many times you're going to see a Beatle in Atlantic City. Uh, but Ringo Starr will be here, and it's always a great band, Harry. You know, he, I, like I said, I wish he would have taken Jason Sheff's band out with Todd Rundgren and all of those all stars, Christopher Cross, and they would make a great all star band for Ringo. But uh, later this month, it's going to be at the Hard Rock. You can see Ringo, uh, but he's in twice. 
All right, right. here we go. Because we're look at this, look at solo. All right, I I I don't want to spend too much time on anyone because I want to get a few more in. I can't believe I'm still in the game. I thought I'd be gone by now. My last one because I'm going to bring my colleagues in is my absolute last one, and I still have another one on top of that. Uh, I'm going to just throw in, and maybe this will come as a surprise to some that I would say this, uh, but I just recognize great talent, Uh, Beyonce. Destiny's Child, not on my Mount Rushmore if there's only four, but an immense talent. And I think she should have gotten the Academy Award uh, before the American Idol gal. And I forget her name, Jennifer Hudson. I think Beyonce got ripped. I mean, she was fantastic in 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 uh, was it Showgirls? Was that the movie? Was that what it was called? What was the Showgirls? Yeah. 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 Or Jan- Dream Girls. Dream, Dream, Girls. Dream Girls. Right. Dream Girls. Jamie Foxx yeah. and Beyonce. I mean, she was fantastic. And her epic um, song, and, and I, I play that from time to time. I, I play a little, you know, music in the morning, and uh, that that often makes it into my uh, into my morning little concert that I do. Beyonce, Destiny's oh, yeah. Child. What, what else do you have? And then I'll have one more. Then we'll come back to the uh, the events that we're going to yeah. promote. Um, yeah, interesting. I was thinking. You know, we said Showgirls. That's a whole. If we refer people there, that's a whole different experience with Elizabeth Berkeley. That's a that's a whole different thing. But yeah, Dreamgirls, and it, it's a great film. You know, like a real Supremes type story. You know, great. Uh, I always like Jeff Beck, Harry. He pops into my head because I know for a fact. I think of the ones who were in, and he's in with the Yardbirds, who I love with Eric Clapton. Just a great band. You know, understated. I think in in, in their attention they get, but the Yardbirds were great, and. Uh, he was also inducted uh, a few years later as a solo artist in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's Jeff Beck, who's just one of the best, one of the best rock guitar players out there. Well, here, here is a great one, and uh, at least one of my children will say it's the greatest concert I believe that she's ever attended, and it was at um, Mohegan Sun. Unbelievable from an energy standpoint and, and just everything, entertainment value, vocals. Uh, and this is somebody that is able to dance his tuchus off and still be in tune. And this comes from the digital managing editor of Town Square Media, Atlantic City, the always incomparable Chelsea Masterson, Justin Timberlake, of course, and Sync before he went out on his own. He's not on my Mount Rushmore, but I'll tell you what, he's got like a chisel in his hand and they're like carving a fifth. I mean, he is a phenomenal, <laughs> and incidentally, he's also a great comedic type talent. You've seen him, no doubt, when he does little skits and things. He's phenomenally talented and he was great in the movie um, uh, Facebook, whatever, I forget the name of it, uh, Social Network, whatever oh, yeah. the movie was called. Is that That's the name of it, isn't it? The Social Network, right? <laughs> Yeah, the social network. He was also great in that movie called Time, Harry. Remember oh, yeah. when he was yeah. able to set time back? And, you know, he, he is a phenomenal actor. You're right about uh, that. I, I, uh, I, I he's have, a triple threat guy. As soon as Chelsea yeah. said it, I said, oh, my gosh, that's epic. So he's very deserving. Uh, and I'm going to throw another one in out of order, and you get one last but one. There, that, but, uh, Harry, they're not in yet, right? They're not in at all yet, right? As, as a group instinct, they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, are they? No, but you can still or say two great – we didn't say that you had to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We just said people that have had two great careers. And uh, there's, That's true, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's undeniable, And sync and Justin on his own. All right, my other one, and this has to come out, Sting. Oh, yes, phenomenal. Okay. 
Uh, you have one more, and then we got Louise Harry. I met I met Sting. I met Sting many many years ago. I'll never forget it. We were at a concert, and uh, he uh, he ripped Bobby Evans's hat right off his head and made it part of the show. He he wore Bobby Evans's Atlantic City Police hat during the uh, the tour in Atlantic City. It was it was tremendous. Hey, you know what? I have to give Margie. Cr- Mar- I have to give, I, listen. Cr- I have to give Margie credit. Uh, she's thinking like Chelsea. Chelsea's thinking like Margie. Margie wrote. Diana Ross, that is, I'm such a huge fan, as you know, uh, and and Margie did write Timberlake. She wrote Timberlake before I said it. Uh, I have so many text oh, messages, I'm yeah. not going to be able to get to them. Uh, this has been so much fun. All right, we have six minutes, Don. Let's, uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. Talk about what's happening first in Summers Point, where, what time, and what's going to be happening, and then on to Atlantic City to the Hard Rock Casino. All right. So remember, for tonight, it's a little deviation because of everything that's going on. They're going to do these. uh, It's a double play for John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. You know, Ernie Banks used to say, let's play, too. Right. Mm -hmm. And you never play enough, you know. So, uh, in fact, that was the cover of this week's uh, weekly uh, magazine. Let's play, too. I love I love that title. Uh, They're going to be in at 630 tonight. So you got to get there early tonight. 630. It's usually a 7 p.m. start. It'll be 6.30 tonight to get the full John Cafferty and Bieber Brown show in. So Carmen, Nancy, uh, Murata, and everybody with the Summers Point Beach Concert Series, they've accommodated Sly and Frank Stallone. And this concert tonight will begin at 6.30 on Bay Avenue, just a stone's throw from where I was there when they filmed it, Harry, 40 years ago. Uh, right down, it's almost to the day, Four years, 40 years later. They, it's so appropriate they would play here and finish out this. Well, actually, it won't be. It's the next to last show we'll get that in in a, in a few minutes but uh 6 30 tonight summer's point on the beach with john cafferty and the beaver brown band try to make it it's one of the great live shows you'll ever see anywhere and it's it's all free because so many people worked hard to bring it to you fantastic by the way where did um john cafferty and the beaver brown band record because they didn't have to be necessarily in summer's point because they're they're they could have recorded it in a studio and and not been anywhere near. Did they ever come into Summers Point? I know, obviously, they have played since then, uh, but the actors did uh, because I know in David Wilson's quote, he's talking about Tom Berenger and 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 I didn't know this, but some of uh, Eddie and the Cruisers also was filmed in Atlantic City. Oh yeah, right on the boardwalk. In fact, we talk about it with David Wilson. I uh, just interviewed him Wednesday night again. And so there's a scene in the movie, Eddie and the Cruisers. They're right by Bally's Park Place with that. It's really cool because it's got that mirror finish. You know, yes. you can see the Ocean One Mall, which is now the pier at Caesars. The Ocean One Mall is under construction. There are cranes up in the, in the sky. So it's really a cool piece of Atlantic City history. But they're walking down the boardwalk. And Tom Berenger is – it's a great scene because – it's sort of in the, in the, you know, you think of like Citizen Kane, Harry, how he's telling the story sort of in reverse. I and mean, he's trying to revisit his whole life. You know, here's Tom Berenger sort of playing that character where, you know, how things were and how they turned out and trying to figure how he got from where he was to where he is. And here's David Wilson, just a great character. He's a real drummer, too, by the way. Watch the movie. He's, he's really playing. Yeah. And but he's going to reel Tom Berenger in and say, hey, man. I, I always remember, don't fool with the memories. Leave the memories where they are. You I know, like live that. your life today. Nobody yeah. could imagine that we would still be talking about this movie 40 years later, could they? 
Well, I think, you know, and it's not just us in this area. That's what's so interesting about it. It's, it's easy to say for us. I mean, I was there. It's very sentimental to me. Tony Mart was my friend before I became friends with Carmen, actually. I was friends with Tony Mart, you know, and he was the guy that came up to me and said, Don, you got to come next week. We're filming a rock and roll movie, and you got to be in it. Uh, well, that's a story for another day. I'm not in it, but that was. <laughs> we'll talk about that some other day. But uh, and it was. It's funny. Uh, so it's sentimental to people like us from here, which is obvious. But it's got a real reach, Harry. And again, it, it's the music. You know, the story's great, but without John Cafferty's music and tunes on the saxophone, you know, Cafferty came up right. I mean, he. He idolized the, the the founders of rock and roll, and he wrote songs that are very faithful to traditional, you know, blue collar, uh, hard nosed rock and roll, and you know, with horns involved and great guitars. So, and he's got two of them himself, and Gary Gramolini, who's in anybody's Hall of Fame for guitar playing. He's as good as anybody anywhere, and you, you can see him for free tonight. But so. To me, it's, it, this music is so timeless, Harry. Tender years, they'll be playing it 100 years from now. It, oh. It's so beautifully. Final final minute, minute, because I need 30 seconds to pump up uh, the weekend guys. Yeah, and then it'll finish, Harry, with the Tony Mart All-Stars. They're as good as anybody you ever hear anywhere. They're, they're right on par with any headliner. And it's all our local players, Harry Danny Iyer, Big Bob Bernano, old school Jimmy Glenn, who sings and plays percussion better than anybody. Uh, by, by the way, Don, because of the um, the gig with Sly and Frank Stallone and the music's playing us out, this this have to be a quick answer because I need a few seconds at the end. Uh, they won't be able to play for two and a half hours tonight in Summer's Point, correct? No, and they never would have to begin with because, Harry, it's, there's a curfew, you know, oh, and yeah. this show was always going to be a split show. So it's the music that made Tony Mart's famous twice. So if you go so. at 6.30, what time's the concert going to end? Well, you'll get 75 minutes with John Cafferty and Beaver Brown Band, and it'll go till 10 o'clock. Okay. Curfew. All right. And then on yeah. to uh, Whisked Away, on to Hard Rock Casino with Sly and Frank Stallone. Live and local tomorrow, beginning at 5 a.m. with the great Tom P. Rack and Fin Radio. John DeMassey, Talk with a Purpose, from 9 to 12. And the, the gentleman that Don's been talking about, uh, our friend Carmen Murata, at 12 noon, Tony Martz presents. Don, great hour, and I enjoyed it all. See you at the concert. Oh, it was so fun, Harry. Thank you. Take care, everybody. You got it.